I told you the story of when Michelle one time, I had like a hair on my shoulder and she pulled it and it was like a full, like, <laughs> like long head hair, but it was just like on my shoulder, like growing out of my shoulder. <laughs> Fucking wild. <laughs> Where's my little thing that you made for us, Casey? Where is it? That little. It's in your e. It's in your. No, I know, but I had it. I had it up. That's oh, you had it. Oh, you know my my desktop is a fucking mess. I all I almost had an email that I wanted to finish right now, but I was (laughs) scolded last week. You don't want to get scolded by me. No, I don't, and I get it. (laughs) And. I always cool up. I always scold busy for doing work at the beginning of the podcast because she like at the beginning of the podcast when the podcast starts, then she'll just be like, I'm just finishing an email. And then I'm like, Like, then I always tell the guest host busy just does a little work at the beginning of the podcast. I, she's busy. She's like a business lady. She likes she likes a deadline, right? She likes that pressure right before. Yeah, I am trying my best (laughs) I've heard this I'm trying to get it all fucking done it's a lot and and most days I don't do it you know what I mean like most days I don't get it all done or I I'm like constantly in a state of of fear Mm. I, I think won't. you're mm. you're also rarely sat down in front of a computer. So when mm, you are, that's true. That's you're true like too. gonna shoot off an email. What are you gonna do? But I do like to tease you about it. I know. <laughs> I, I think don't get it's, to tease you about much. No, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. And um, and I think Kulap gets it. Kulap, yeah. you're a person who similarly, I would say. I think you do a lot of things and you have a lot of jobs and you like are always you always have like a hand in 47 different projects at one time. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, Maybe not 47, but as many fingers and toes as I have. I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) putting things, fingers. Yeah. Have Have you always been like that? Do you think? Huh? Um, yes and no, because I, I may, a Taurus sun. Thank you. I'll start with. I'll start there. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> Why wouldn't we? But of course, an Aries moon and a Gemini rising. Um, but <laughs> so the thing about that all is like Aries is like, let's start. Let's go. Let's go now. Let's go right now. And Gemini is like, let's talk, 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 talk. And sometimes Taurus is like, I'll move when I want to. Mm-hmm. And so I have sometimes switches where I'm just like shutting down. <laughs> beautiful cashmere blanket pillows here pillow here pillow here and I I'm like nothing's happening and then mm. there's other times when it's just go 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 so I va- I sometimes tend to vacillate Ugh. between those two gears that actually seems nice though that seems like you have like a good balance is what I would say sometimes, sometimes. it works out that way <laughs> sometimes it works out that way well hi guys interesting Welcome to this welcome to this podcast <laughs> and by we I just want you to know Casey means me she means me. No, it is I, I historically did it as well. speaking my job to start the pod <laughs> since my it is I it is eponymous with my name. Well, eponymous with my name is that is that right? No, oh. I mean 
Guys, I'm um, supposed did, to. I'm supposed to I wear know the, the word invisible. hippopotamus. <laughs> oh, love that one. You guys, I'm supposed to wear these Invisalign at least 20 hours a day, but I don't think that this is going to be good podcasting. I'm almost positive that nobody. I'm sure someone <laughs> likes it. Some, you think? Some, <laughs> is, it, is it a, a little bit ASMR? I was going to say some type of ASMR freak out there is really getting goosebumps right now. But busy, you might be thinking. Why would you need Invisalign? Yes. Are you maybe maybe getting paid by Invisalign to do that? No, no. I'm just in a pursuit, a constant pursuit of fucking perfection wherever I can get it and however it comes to me or presents itself. And how it did was that I found a dentist here and she was like, have you thought about Invisalign? And I was like, I have now. Let's do it. I, I don't, I don't want to disparage this dentist, but no, I she's wonderful. I, I mean, like, wh- but why though? Because why I get she? food because my, my teeth are shifting. I get food stuck in my teeth and okay. you know, it drives me fucking nuts. Okay. And so, and I look at my grandma mood who came through on that psychic reading, which we still have to do that breakdown. Ske- yeah. Yeah. And have to. I, Moot did have those like snaggle teeth. And I know that those are my teeth. I know it. I see it in the future. And so I'm like, let's just get ahead of it. Okay. I'm going to unsnaggle the teeth now. And I also grind. I grind my teeth. And because of like my the way my bite is, I'm like grinding my teeth in a very specific way so that like ultimately, eventually, I think I'll just have like tiny little walrus teeth. Like, you know, nubs. Yeah. <laughs> nubs. Yeah. So well, I think that huh. the, if they if they if she think I mean, if they do, if it does the thing and sort of fixes the bite enough, my the grinding thing will be lessened. OK. All right. I feel like I feel like you, I feel like the grinding is for me, it's emotional. Oh, for sure that. Yes. But yeah, you know, just yeah. the way that I grind. OK, will be, it'll be harder for me to do damage. But also but also, I mean, this guy sawing next There's door. There's a can't. guy sawing <laughs> next door to Busy's house. So we're just going to have to live with that. Let's introduce. I'm really excited about our guest co-host today. So let's introduce. Can I introduce her? Because I'm Please. so excited. Okay, so today our guest co-host is our friend. She also co-hosts a podcast called Add to Cart, which I love this podcast so much. I know if you follow me on Instagram, I talk about this podcast all the time because it's about... You were a guest on the podcast. I was a guest on the podcast. Things we buy, things we decide not to buy, things we're excited about trying. This is a Um, podcast that was made for me. Yes, yes, exactly. Like aggressively made for me. <laughs> She's very funny. She's the creator and showrunner of the show Bajillion Dollar Properties. I was on that. <laughs> she also uh, made a beautiful documentary about um, the search for her birth father, uh, finding out about her birth father and the the journey for finding her birth father called Origin Story. It was that was in 2018, I think, and it's available to stream now on. Is it on Amazon? Everything but Netflix. Everything but Netflix. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> so everybody give it up for Kulop Vilay Sock. Hey. Yeah. 
We don't have an audience. I don't know why I said everybody give it up for. I felt I started doing stand up for like a second. I was hopeful that somebody was going to cheer. <laughs> I, I for a second was like, well, Casey knows something I don't, but that's exciting. We're so excited. We've been trying to get you to come be on the podcast forever, but mm-hmm. you are busy because you have a lot going on. You do. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm busy. I'm a little upset that you took out your Invisalign. Um, well, I can put it back in. I grew accustomed to it. It was okay, shocking okay. at first, but now you, to me, it's like busy cosplaying as a teen. I and did it think really I, works. I, thank you. Well, I do want to say that I haven't done this yet. We just got the word that Girls Five Eva is picked up, guys. Woo, Season two. Thank God. Congratulations. As a as a person who has has done the thing and had shows you know that's that elusive second season sometimes you're just like what what do I have to do <laughs> we're so excited to do it but I I was going to call Meredith Scardino and just say like maybe summer has like Invisalign next <laughs> season but also and it like but also like knowing Tina and knowing like Meredith and how their jokes work it like would be like the next it wouldn't even be Invisalign it would be like the next iteration of whatever they yeah. come up with that would be insane that and I would more have uncomfortable. in my mouth and more yes. uncomfortable <laughs> totally and with that dialogue and you <laughs> push that through your invisible I know and my and the voice like I, I don't even know how I would do I, uh, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't even. I don't even think I can do it anymore. I don't know. I lost it. <laughs> She's gone. We'll have to rediscover her next season. Anyway, uh, I appreciate it. I think the Invisalign has a lot of potential. For <laughs> I think so as well. <laughs> I was um, curious about that. I was wondering, are you going to do like the Paris Hilton thing in the in the second season, where you just go to your naturally deep voice? <laughs> Forgot yep. about that. We're, we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see what choices make are made. Just be like suddenly summer. I have like a the deepest baritone voice and I'm just want everyone to accept it. Is that what happened? I don't remember this. Yeah, because she had like the it's hot voice like her whole entire time when she was Paris, like, you know, back back when the simple life Paris, and now she's grown up Paris and she has like a grown up Paris voice. But that was always her voice? Yeah, I dropped my voice probably early 30s because I used to have, uh, I used to use my voice as a way to to make myself non-threatening and to try to control other people. Sure. It was higher. It was like my old phone voice. It was a higher voice. Everything's okay. You're okay. I don't have any feelings, but what are your feelings? Just checking in on you so you don't hurt me. Like that was my, a thing that I did. And it took an Israeli woman to yell at me to breathe and scream to drop my voice. um, Really? In a, yeah, in a, 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 you know, a weekly three-hour class that I took uh, called the Grinberg Method. (gasps) What's the Um, Grinberg Method? Breathing and screaming and finding your real voice? That probably isn't their tagline, but that was sort of my experience. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a great tagline. Now, to know me is to know also that my 30s was like I have tried and continue to try everything under the sun to be a better person. Great. You know. To do my best, trying <laughs> to do my best. Um, that was definitely all, one thing. I do think that that's like a little bit what your 30s are for, no? 
it was for me for most for sure. people. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, for most is that? People. I mean, in Cal, I, I mean, it's so California. I don't know if like people in Minnesota spent their thirties going to heart astrologist and like white lady shamans named Sarah. You know, like I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> what did Sarah do for you? She, you know, I. Le- <laughs> I believe in all this stuff and it's still embarrassing. Okay. No, I did too. Um, cool up. You know, I'm like, I'm literally putting on a crystal as we speak. I'm like putting this crystal on because I was like, okay. I feel like I need this power right now. Yeah. You know, okay. like I just, there are crystals everywhere. There's crystals there. There's crystals there. Yeah. I'm, with um, you. I'm pointing them all over uh, uh, my Zoom window right now. Um, Sarah helped me get into um, uh, sh- shamanic meditation or journeying. Uh huh. And that's where you, with while she's steadily drumming, um, laying down on a massage table, mm-hmm. we kind of go down to a specific place, and she's mm-hmm. also journeying with me. And perhaps I, you know, I'm in, I don't know, <laughs> like my secret garden or whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. After For going, to, I, I'm just saying, after like maybe like landing in sort of like a woods and then like going down a tree trunk and uh-huh. then like opening the door to my secret garden where uh-huh. it, it you know, maybe I asked for some guides, maybe in the form of animals to come right. sort of help me and talk to me. Um, <laughs> All right. I love them. And then busy, what are they busy just now? I want to tell you, your teeth are so straight that it's so wild that you're using <laughs> Invisalign. And how do I know that she made kind of an O mouth <laughs> when I talked about talking to animals? Um, <laughs> I just listen again. You have Sarah, I have Invisalign. <laughs> and it's like it's like different sides, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. same coin. Same coin. You know? Biz, like, I don't wanna I'm worried about the Invisalign. Why? I, because I don't wanna I just wanna manage your expectations because I also did a similar like off brand in you know um <laughs> not full invisalign but like teeth aren't rectangular you know what i mean like they taper at the bottom mm-hmm. and so i feel like there's always going to be a little food that gets between your teeth you know what i mean like there's always going to mm-hmm. be a little rain that falls there's always going to be a little lint that gets in your belly button and there's always going to be a little food between your teeth. You know what I mean? Like even when your teeth are perfectly straight and beautiful. So I just, you know, and, but always, you're always going to have a friend that's going to say you got a little food in your teeth. I hope so. I'm that friend for others, even people I don't know. Yes. (laughs) I will tell anyone if they have something on their face or in their teeth. And one time I told a friend of Emily's that he had something on his face and he was like, that is just my, those are my moles that just, (laughs) they're my like, those are my skin tag moles that I have. That's, that's my face. That's That's great. My face. I apologize. And he was like, it's fine. I think it's kind of hilarious that you thought, I was like, you you have some hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. One time. To be fair, eating hamburgers. Oh my God. That, I mean, when that context was necessary. (laughs) One time Florence Henderson, God rest her soul on what show was it on? I forget what some show that I was working on. She said that her most embarrassing moment was that um, she was on the tonight show and Johnny Carson reached over to um, take a hair off of her face. And it was just like a hair on her face and it like pulled her face. And he was like, Uh. and he was just like, Oh, so sorry. And like patted. like. And she just was 
you guys, wait, was that on camera? Or was no, it like, oh, I think it was like, like in the commercial, commercial break, oh but she was just like, oh my God, I just wanted to pass out of embarrassment. Casey, I told you the story of when Michelle one time, I had like a hair on my shoulder and she pulled it and it was like a full, <laughs> like, like long head hair, but it was just like on my shoulder, like growing out of my shoulder. <laughs> Fucking wild. Why did pro- that happen? I don't know. Why does anything happen? We don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? That kung fu master hair that just sort of <laughs> it <was> decides to. <laughs> I'll never I'm, forget it. It happens it was, to me too. It was truly upsetting in the moment, but also I was so glad it was like Michelle and not um, Johnny Carson. I mean, yeah. Michelle is like super famous, but she's also well, she's my your, best friend, so. your best friend. Yeah, yeah I so can I handle. Guess, I can handle um, that. Kulap, has anyone famous ever pulled a hair off of you? Kulap has so many famous friends. Surely one of them has pulled a hair off of her. I'm trying to think. I, I, you know, that I feel I would remember, like, you know, like, I don't sometimes I remember all the good stuff, but I think that would be in the other, like this would, I would remember this. I can't, I can't drum it up. Hmm. Hmm. You know, Hmm. I also, I'm worried that, you know, some of your listeners who are shaman heads are going to be upset at me because I've really undersold what, uh, what, you know, shamanism does. Um, just let, I just want you guys to know that I know that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That there's more to the story. And also like, sometimes we be, sometimes we be. Is what I literally, that was what I was about to say. Sometimes we be. Is that a t-shirt? Sometimes we be. I was going to say, sometimes when you're doing a podcast or you're talking about a thing among your friends, you're, you can be, not you, just one can be a bit reductive and like sort of scoot past the depth of the thing because you're like, well, we're just telling the story and it's funny and da 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 So guys, don't come after Kula because honestly, she doesn't fucking deserve it. And it's not she, a, she it's not it. erasure. It's, not, it's truncation yeah. of the full ah, story. Sure, sure. Ah. That's a, I like that and I and I'm I'm happy for uh truncation <laughs> to be the word. It's yeah, like, I, I feel I feel like I want to go on a truncation. <laughs> I've been on a truncation with you. You guys, I've been to so many truncations and I always end up buying so much. Um, What is a truncation? It's like you fill your trunk with water or ice or or it's I think. Yeah. Busy. In my version, it's a trunk show. It's a trunk show. It's a (laughs) it's a it's a at Bob's Big Boy. Everyone flips their trunk and there's all these luxury goods for busy. Just grab. (laughs) Can you imagine? It's a I love it. Can we start that though? What if that's our new business? I don't a truncheon. A truncheon? <laughs> a trunk show. A truncheon junction. A truncheon a truncation station. Okay. So many sponsorships with various tequilas with like water to hydrate, of course. <gasps> I forgot about water. I always oh. forget about water. And then, this is not a bad idea. Just I love it. Let's put it, you know. Yeah, I wanted to do. I wanted to do a thing. Remember, Casey, when I had that idea for like the celebrity garage sale thing that I wanted to do? Yes, in a parking lot. And then I was like, "Oh, everybody does everything online." And then I just put my stuff on Poshmark and did it for yeah. charity, which was yeah, just easier. <gasps> which, by the way, brings me to. Let's just get into it, guys. Let's, let's get, get into it. Fuck into it. Deep dive. I have let's go. Lots of things to tell you all. Number okay. one. I had 
one of Kiki's friends, Kiki does my hair uh, for things in Los Angeles, but is also a friend of mine and also will be in New York from time to time and do my hair here as well. One of Kiki's friends in New York is like a stylist and a closet organizer. And you know me, always on the journey to organize the untamable closet of me. And, but I also was just like feeling like I really got to get rid of some stuff in my life. Also, I don't need to keep talking about it, but the pandemic did change my body in many ways, shapes and forms. And I'm doing my best to meet myself where I'm at. And Mm. I'm also a little bit like, well, she doesn't fit me anymore. So someone else needs to love her. And so I, about my dresses, not me personally. Oh, you know. I yeah, that. Anyway, I okay. get that. Right. So Spark joy and whatnot. Great. Yeah. Right. Yes. And like, I'm not, here's the thing. Marie Kondo, bless. I'm not a Marie Kondo person. I love stuff. I love stuff that, um, Stuff does bring me joy, sparks joy. Like I love the memories of things and I like having things. I like holding on to things. I have a pair of shorts that I've had since seventh grade. I am like, I love their gap and their um, like cargo shorts with camo on them. They're just great. I actually don't know where they are though. They're missing. Uh I think they might be, I think they might be with some of Mark's clothing that has not been looked through yet. Anyway, because lots of people. I, and I, def- I definitely see you as like a maximalist. I am a maximalist. Yeah. You're like For Lady sure. Elaine Fairchild living in a museum go round. That's true. <laughs> in many ways, I'm like Lady Elaine. Sometimes I look like her. And now I maybe even talk like her because of my Invisalign. But the point being, I had these wonderful ladies come. RG is one of the ladies, the Kiki's friend, RG. And she went through all my stuff with me and we had, I think it's like eight boxes that I'm shipping off to Poshmark to do some more sales for some charity things. And these are big boxes, I'm assuming. These are the big boxes. These are big boxes of clothing and shoes and purses and stuff, just fucking stuff. And uh, that makes me feel good. Just hearing about it. I love things to be ordered. Yeah, I, it feels good. And and uh, and I will say, I Ray was like ready to ship it the day after they left. And I was like, I need two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. But I took my two weeks and then I went through the boxes again <laughs> by myself. And I only took out like seven things. Out of okay. eight boxes? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I felt proud of myself in that way. Um, but anyway, so that's exciting. And I don't know. I'll have to talk to Poshmark because they help with the sales for charity and stuff. And um, and so I'll keep everybody posted about when the clothes will go up. But there's lots of cute dresses. And there are – I know people are like, your shit's expensive. And I'm like, well, some of it is. But some of it is also, you know – J. Crew made well, like, you know, less sir expensive brands. And I just like doing it this way instead of like taking the super expensive stuff to another place and trying to sell it there. And like, it's just all too much. I, I like the Poshmark and I'm, and if it's 
too expensive. I don't know. Just make an offer. Let's see. Well, you know well I mean? the other thing is, if you split that up, I don't think eight boxes would be going out. Like, this is how we're getting those eight boxes out the door. Easy. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly Easy. right. And the other thing that's crazy is the last time I did this Poshmark sale a year ago-ish, we I raised so much money. What did I give it to last time? Was it teachers or was it no kid hungry? I don't even remember. Guys, I don't remember, but I gave it to someone and it was a lot of money. Something so, good. It was something yeah, great. Awesome. I just think it's like, that's just like free, good karma for everyone involved. You get a cute yeah. dress. You've essentially donated to charity. Yeah. I it's get rid that. of my stuff. I've essentially donated to charity. It's all good. Anyway. It's a circle. It's a hug. Everybody Everything's wins. a circle. Everything's a circle. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is the Invisalign. Great. We're already on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For my straight teeth. Number three is, I had something else. Well, the Invisalign, it's not like we could be off board. I mean, it's already happened. It's not like. Yeah. What do you, I mean, That's I told true. you. Yeah, yeah. I told you my concerns. You know what? It's going to keep te- food from getting in your teeth because you can't eat when you wear it. Mm. That's true. Casey, what was the brand you used that was off in brand Invisalign? Was it like opaque line? I mean, what, it was like, what um, I don't even want to say it because it was like it was embarrassing. Was it just so. a mouth guard from hockey? <laughs> I made it myself out of paper clips. <laughs> and um, <laughs> no, it was um, it was like uh, it, it was just another dentist offered non Invisalign. Right, right, right. Brand. None. Got it. Yeah. But Invisalign was first. They're the premier brand. Got it. So it was like a secondary brand. <laughs> you know. You know. Um, I It feels weird. I don't know. I, I'm like kind of into it, though. I do like having a thing to focus on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I do. So there's that. Yeah. 20, 20 hours, though. I do get that. You got to wear it to make it work. Got to wear it to make it work. hours, yeah. I did sort of wake up this morning and I was like, this is annoying already. <laughs> Day one. What? Oh. <laughs> Day do you one. Think they're, do you think they're over asking with the expectation that like maybe you'll, you'll do under. it for 10? No, I think they're like, first of all, I already told them they couldn't put the like, uh, the bumps. Bumps on my teeth. I was Glue like. the bumps on your I teeth? I literally, I'm like, the. No, what are you talking about? You can't put, that's why I'm not getting braces. If, wouldn't I just get braces then? If I let you glue some shit on my teeth? Yeah, well, the answer is, I guess, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, But I also, oh, my friend Stacy from South Carolina was in town and she was like, I want to take you to this place called The Well, here in New York. And you guys, it was like I was in Los Angeles. Ah, that's good. It's this that's, place ooh. that's like a wellness oh. spa type place, but it's like not just like beauty treatments or something. It's like there's a meditation dome and there's like I had like some energy healing from this incredible woman, Val, who then was like, I think you're going to need some flower remedies you know, tinctures Mm. and things. And then, you know, I've really 
had a hard time. Like I've really missed a lot of my LA crystal bullshit, you know? (laughs) And I felt like I spent like the whole day there with my friend Stacy. She had like booked this whole thing. It was so sweet and so thoughtful and they were so great there. And the food, it was like, the food was like a cauliflower rice bowl, guys. Like mm, Erewhon wow. vibes. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? that's... Wow. And I felt like home. Home. I felt home, Pulap. <laughs> yeah, I really did. And uh, and my energy healing was incredible. And my massage was incredible. Like everything. I just felt so like taken care of and like energy cleared and all this shit. Mm. And it was really great. Um, I mean, emotion, I don't know if it's like uh, any of it, I, I held on to any of it, like almost immediately that all went out the fucking window as soon as I like walked out the door. But at the moment I felt really great. The present. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. I was trying to, I'm trying to focus on the present, but it's really fucking hard for me. It is hard. Woo! You really, you needed a taste of home after the pool debacle of last week fucking pool yeah crickets like we're going uh to take the kids to a place that is very happy and i am nervous Mm. and also super excited and the kids are so thrilled well birdie is fully vaxxed now yeah so that's rad but cricket, I may force to wear a mask most of the time. Yeah. Sorry, cricks. That makes sense. I think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. like, you know, I don't want that kid to, I mean, that little unicorn. Yeah. Um. So what am I doing my best at, though? I don't know. That's all. It's all stuff. But I don't know. Oh, I wonder if I can talk about this. I probably can't. Maybe I should wait. I should wait. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. You don't even know. Casey doesn't even know. Cool. Oh. And I really want to tell you too because I want to brag. Oh. But I don't think I can talk about it yet. Oh, I don't shoot. think so. Let me text someone. You guys, let's continue on and then I'll see. Well, I want to hear <laughs> off mic. So yeah, I was going to say, well, w- Busy's, uh, what she's doing her best at is TBD. Um. <laughs> She might have to make something up if she will will find out. Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals. You know what I have right here? Some beekeepers you know right naturals? Here? I do. Full I of do. propolis. Propolis. Propolis makes my life better. And I love it. They have, uh, this is my little Be Smart Brain Fuel with Royal Jelly. Love. I take this. It's like a little shot. Yeah. And then I'll be right on track for everything that we're going to chat about. I'll just be on it. Sharp. I've brain health. Doing energy that that, levels. Yeah. I've been doing it in the afternoon instead of like a, an iced coffee. And yes. I'm feeling it. Liking it. Their products don't have shady additives or unnecessary chemicals. How do my Invisalign sound? <laughs> I can I can hear it. A, a little, little bit. bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, Beekeepers Naturals is a female-founded company. You know how we feel about that. We fucking love it. Founder Carly Stein was inspired to reinvent the medicine cabinet when she discovered propolis, a powerful ingredient that bees use to protect their hive from germs. Yes, that's right. It supports your immune system. Uh, Carly had struggled with low immunity her whole life, and propolis was the first medicine that actually made her feel like her health was in her hands. That experience inspired her to tackle modern health issues from stress-based low immunity to brain fog, energy. Like we said, that 3 p.m. slump. Don't get your sugar. Just get some Beekeepers Naturals, guys. I love the Bee Immune Propolis Throat Spray. Yeah, I use it at night um, because I'm often woken up with a little allergy attack in the night. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. I feel like just a few sprays before I go to bed is helpful with that. Well, it's great. Yes, it's great when you have allergies. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to I'm just going to take this be smart right now while we're online, while we're here chatting about it. Uh, And I just. I got guys, I think you should try it. So Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. You go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash busy or enter code busy at your checkout and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash busy. Start feeling better every day today. You can also find them, uh, Beekeepers Naturals, nationwide in over 2,000 stores like Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. But if you order it online, I get credit. So do it online. (laughs) I love you guys. And I love you, Beekeepers Naturals. Guys, we've talked about this before. You know I'm a fan. You know I love it. It's called Azuna Fresh. It is an amazing product. That makes your air clean. It naturally gets rid of mold and mildew and fungus and bacteria in the air. And there's no like chemical smell. It's not masking it with anything. You get these little jars. You can place them in your house. I have one under the sink. I have one in the trash pullout drawer. I have one downstairs where we work out. I have one in the laundry room. Remember last week I was like, I have to remember to put one in the laundry room. I put one in the laundry room. That like mildewy smell went away. Good. And I have one in our fridge. And I love this product. It has changed my relationship to smells in my home. (laughs) It has. That's excellent news. I have it's a, one in all those places as well. It's uh, Azuna's Fre- Azuna Fresh's antimicrobial plant-based products actually clean and neutralize fungus and bacteria in the air, which means it's healthier for everyone, fewer allergies, uh, healthier for your animals in your home, and it eliminates the odors like from the source, no weird chemicals or toxins. It's so much better for you. I can't use air fresheners. Honestly, guys, give me such a migraine headache. And Azuna Fresh, they do. 
Yeah, and, and the, I don't like plugging things in. I don't feel safe about that. No, it's weird. Yeah. And the, these jars last for 60 to 90 days. You don't plug anything in. They also do have a spray for spot treatment, sneakers, clothes, your car, trunk, whatever. Trust me and Casey, you need a Zuna Fresh for your home. Right now, we have a special offer for our listeners, 20% off your purchase. Go to azunafresh.com today and use promo code BEST for 20% off your new favorite odor eliminator. That's promo code BEST at azunafresh.com. Um, Casey... What am I doing my best at this week? I guess just like putting myself out there, trying to like get back into the real world, um, pitching things to people, pitching a lot of pitches and um, (laughs) being social. Uh, I went to dinner, not to name drop with the host of Dateline, Josh Mankiewicz. (laughs) And our friend Janie Haddad Tompkins. Um, How did that come to be? What is the story there? Well, Josh Mankiewicz and I are like buddies, like social media buddies. And um, which is just, I think he, he just, he's a nice guy and he loves like comedy and he loves nice people. And so I don't know how we like got put together, but we've been like social media buds for years. Mm -hmm. And um, Janie and I, obviously, like we, all three of us are friends with Janie and, and her husband, Paul. F. Tompkins. And um, so, and she's a big Dateline fan. And I think one time Janie and I were talking about this particular restaurant on Twitter that we love. And Josh Mankiewicz, I think, like, like tweeted at both of us, like, hey, I love that restaurant too. If you ever go there, I'm invited. And Janie chimed in. He chimed yeah, he in. Yeah, he chimed in. And then always Janie- fun when someone you don't know joins. Yes. Or someone you, or more specifically, I should say, someone you don't know, but who is like famous. Yes. And (laughs) Janie, like, like I, I kind of know him. Janie didn't know him, but then she was like, met, like texting me like, holy shit, do you think he's serious? Will he go to this restaurant with us? And I was like, yeah, of course he's serious. He definitely will. And then the pandemic happened. And so one of like our little things that like got us over the pandemic was to periodically like fantasize about going to this really nice (laughs) restaurant together and be like soon, like I heard a vaccine's coming and soon we'll be able to go to this delicious restaurant. And um, so, yeah, so when everybody started to get vaccinated. One of the things was like, we'd be like, I got my first vaccine. We're so much closer to going to this restaurant. And then like when we were all vaccinated, Josh was like, I made reservations. It's Thursday night, whenever. And so we met up and went to this restaurant. And like, of course he's like, a star there because like it's a special occasion restaurant for like me and Janie, but it's like a regular food restaurant for Josh. Like he just goes there for dinners. I feel like because like the chef came out and like just chatted with him and all the servers know him and you know, so they were like, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, my name. Yeah, exactly. They did. They did. (laughs) 
but he's the best. And, and so Janie was like, Janie was cracking me up because she was like, I mean, I want to ask him about Dateline, but I don't want to ask him too much. And we, you know, we talked about outfits. It was very teenagery, you know, it was very like, what should we wear? And I was like, I don't know. I came in some like weird business casual outfit because I had like <laughs> been having meetings all day. And like, then she was like, she had a dress, but then she was like, I feel like it's too dressy. And then she like changed into jeans. She was like, I'm wearing nice jeans. And then it was just, it was very teenagery. I felt like it was very teenagery. And then, um, yeah, and we just met up with him and he's great. He has like the best stories and we were dying of laughter the whole time. And, uh, yeah. Well, it it's very- funny because like when you meet an online friend for the first time, it does feel a bit like a first date kind of because yes. you're yeah. like, I have this like friend that I've never, what if we don't like each other in person? Like what if we don't yes. have anything to talk about? Like I want to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, yeah. it gets it. I just had that with our guest for next week's episode, Katie Storino, yes. the founder of mega babe. Yes. And she's cool. Like, very cool. And she's got a great Instagram. But I've been following her for years and like a fan. And we would like even sort of, you know, DM and stuff. I had never met her IRL. And then we like had met up for coffee. And I was a little bit like, okay, what am I wearing? What am I going to, mm-hmm. you know, is she going to yeah. like me? Is she going to, am I going to like her? What's going to happen? It worked out, guys. Spoiler. Yeah, I mean, it's different <laughs> when you're Adams and pheromones, you know, Commingle and clash. I don't know if those are the right terms, but you, you know mean what I'm for saying. like when like a date for like a date date vibe, or just like it's one thing to have a relationship online, but then when you're in person and you know all of the senses are ignited, it's a whole different sensory experience. Totally, totally, yeah. and it can yeah. go either way, but probably it'll be the same. Yeah. Well, most of the time, I mean, I'm just such a people. A lot of times are like, I think that they get dismissive of like online building online friendships sometimes some people not my friends but uh I I just in general and I always am like why would you not try to like make friends with people online that's how we're doing everything at this point the difference is is busy you're always busy regardless of online and you mm-hmm. know IRL, so you're coming from a place where there are, there are some people who are um, maybe a bit more performative, mm. and that there can be a disconnect. But you approach mm-hmm. things as you do everything, right? You're yeah. not acting any differently either either way. No, not really. That's true. <laughs> that yeah, is you're true. very you're very yourself, and you're you're putting out. I've had a similar situation on more than one occasion. Where someone has been like, we should meet up, we should meet up, we should meet up. And then I finally meet up with the person who has, who I've been friendly with online and they're not exactly like they were online, which is fine, which is fine, but they're um, very reserved in person. And so mm. I feel like I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting in person, mm-hmm. which is also, well, it, it's, it's fine, but it's, 
it's exhausting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I always want to ask, like, why did you want to meet up? <laughs> like, what? Like, it's clear that you're uncomfortable. And But I never ask because I'm like, well, obviously, like I just said, you're trying to put yourself out there and this is like a thing that you're trying to do. But then I always like feel very panicky and trapped. And I'm like, oh, no, you, you tricked me into like doing an exercise where I have to like lead this social date and I feel like I have a lot of responsibility on me but it's only happened a few times um cool up yeah what do you think you've been doing your best at this week oh man um well uh I am relating to everything that you guys have already put into the space um one thing is I I had health reckoning during the uh pandemic um First of all, all of my bad habits uh, just got worse, especially, you know, mid-quar. I really was like, you know, Scott, my husband, was making cakes. And then we were Honey. like, full cakes, layered cakes. And then he was let's like, cakes are too much. Then he started making <laughs> pizzas. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, guys, so then I finally get back to my doctor and do the battery of tests Um and yeah, su- surprise, surprise, like there is a reckoning to be had <laughs> in terms of health. So like the beginning of the year, I was like, of course, perfect. Like I'm pre-diabetic. I have a fatty liver. This is all family stuff. But my behavior makes it worse. So I I have like a, a glucose monitor on my arm. I, you know, a very, uh, the diet for me that uh, is, works for me is um, something that is like, like uh, proteins and basically low sugar, low carbs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Same. when I do, when I do that, my body responds. Mm-hmm. And then my birthday in May hit, and it's just been <laughs> like a like slide. I need I need to. I'm trying my best to kind of get us back, get me back to like, you know, let's at least be let's 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 trend up. Yeah, let's trend up. You know. I- um, I'm with you so like I feel this in in my core like I've felt like shit and like part of it is all the stuff I've been putting in my body which is not helping and I'm well aware and then that was partially like when I was like when I went to the well I was like this is a whole new journey I'm back on and then last night I drank an entire bottle of rosé and I ate three magnolia cupcakes and I was like well that's fucked well, yeah, it's not. It's hard. It's really, it's really, really hard. You know, I, I mean, listen. These are things that I struggle with, obviously, all the time as well. And it's, it is a struggle because you want to enjoy your life, but also you want to continue to enjoy your life and be healthy. And you know, so like, how do you find that balance? And also, you don't want to. You don't want to obsess over things like you don't want to continually beat yourself up over like, you know. Well, this is like what I was say. I did um, Las Culturistas podcast last night. Yeah. Yeah. And I love those guys. And I was talking to them and I was like, here's what it was such a fucking bummer for me is that I felt like finally after my whole life of of being disordered in some way about like my body or eating or whatever partially I mean just because of the world that we live in partially because then the job that I had and messages I was 
literally being told, like, you need to lose weight for this part or whatever, I finally felt, this is not a joke, like fall 2019 or fall winter 2019, early winter 2020, I was like, I did it. Like, I finally Mm. fucking did it. I found the balance. I'm not like, I'm like doing the thing that I've always wanted to do, which is like threw away the scale. And I'm just like, I'm good. And I liked the way all my clothes fit, but I was still having my nachos and like a margarita occasionally, but I wasn't. And then we know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) And then we know what happened. And I held it together. I fucking held it together until like, I want to say June. And then I was just like, this is, just give me all the shit. Yeah, I think that's when I, mid-May, I think you're right. I think it was mid-May. I think it was mid-May. And then I just like lost it. Like lost the plot. You know what? You still held it together in mid-May. You held it together in a different way. Okay. I mean, right. you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Okay. It's like okay. the fucking world was upside down. What mm-hmm. were you supposed to do? I don't know. What were you supposed to do? You could have done so much worse. You could have like gone out in the street and like choked a stranger. You could have like gone out and bought guns. You could have done so many wilder things beside eat cakes or pizzas. You know what I mean? So like, I think what you're do- what we're all talking about right now is so responsible to feel better and to yeah. feel healthier but what is not responsible of us is to like chastise ourselves for what we did right in that moment when we when we like uh, we literally had the rug ripped out from under us our entire lives yeah I've really been working on not self-flagellating because it does me no good Um, and it's also kind of like ego driven too. somehow some way I find a way Um, but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, like I, you're right. I, I know, I know. And I'm just thinking about how like the world is, I mean, I've been fully vaxxed since May 1st and how that wasn't so long ago. And I I just for, you know, just didn't have anything to celebrate for the longest time. And we started this podcast talking about how I vacillate between two <laughs> two extremes. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it, it is this too. It's like, I often say to uh, my best friend, uh, one of my best friends, Casey Rose Wilson, is like, well, I'm a person of celebration. Yes. And so it's so hard for me to go half on a celebration. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> yes. But the problem is, is that, yeah, seeking that balance, that, 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 what's that Venn diagram where I am not like um, a monk who, <laughs> you know, is severe and so regimented, but also, you know, discipline's not so bad. What's that? Where, where I'm still, I think I get it. And I think I've graduated to it. And that sometimes I, I kind of go like, come on, cool up. You've, you've, you've beat that big boss. Why are we, are, why are we starting over? <laughs> I identify so strongly with that. I, have you been having that feeling of like all vexed up and nowhere to go? Well, I have been, I have been, I did. And then I have been going to places like last week uh, with uh, the, the the aforementioned Janie Haddad Tompkins and Paul of Tompkins. We went to Santa Barbara together. Oh, great. We had like sort of this creative retreat during the day. And then at night, every night we went out to eat (laughs) (laughs) and trust I was getting drinks. That sounds so nice. It was amazing. Oh my (laughs) God. 
<sighs> habits, and right? You, habits. Well, it you know, same thing. Like went out to eat with Janie. And I I mean, this is a conversation that I've had with Paul a number of times. Like I, I'm, I used to work on a show with Paul. Paul used to do a bit about like a, a joke about like a thing that I told him. Like he had put on a, a little weight and he wasn't feeling great about himself. And I told him just get ask the wardrobe girl to like get you spanks like she's seen it all you know (laughs) and he was like really and I was like yeah just tell her to like get you some spanks and he was like so he did and then he was like she had not seen it all (laughs) (laughs) oh my god why is that just the fucking most insane Oh, oh, oh my God. I cannot, I cannot even imagine. Because we can both see him saying that to her exactly how he did. Yeah, that's right. But now there are like spanks for men or like, a you know, we should have just that moment started a line of spanks for men, you know? Oh, I mean, God. I'm blasting him out in the streets here, but Scott used that for CBB. Like every, it's 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 done. <laughs> it's it's a thing. And by the way, I was saying it because I'd seen a million men be like, "Oh, that thing that I see ladies squeezing into, get me that." You know? I I did like a really like under 5 reoccurring on Brothers and Sisters. Do you guys remember that show? Yes, yes. of course. Um and I was in the chair next to Calista Flockhart. Uh and that day I learned that she wore spanks for warmth. <laughs> oh no! I am not seeing Busy's Invisalign right now. <laughs> Guys, I want you listeners to know that. I just my eyes have kind of disappeared because I have like narrowed my eyes, and my mouth is closed. I have no thoughts. Well, I can. <laughs> I've seen many a Real Housewife. <laughs> Almost pass out because of double spanks. Spanks always give me gas. Well, of course, you guys get that. The yeah, farts do right you guys get that? You? Right, no, you're, but like you're, I, you're encased. You're like you're a sausage. Like we're, a sausage. we're like a sausage. It's yeah. gotta brought, go somewhere. I I gave up on I gave up on like shapewear. Oh my god, wait! But speaking of which, these shorts are really cutting my <laughs> crotch in a way that's uncomfortable. But um, I gave up on sh- shapewear under stuff several years ago because I just felt like it was never worth it. Like that it didn't do enough to like make the pain and then the stomach pain and the gas worth it to me. So I like rarely ever go for it anymore. But here's what I do have, which is hard for me, is that I never like post pregnancy gaining and losing a hundred pounds twice well cricket wasn't a hundred birdie was over a hundred pounds that I gained and then lost cricket was less than but still like a lot like I think like 75 80 pounds or something like that I have like a lot of stomach skin that I've never like I haven't had surgery or whatever and so if I am not like aware of it I will like poof it out and I can look like five months pregnant not a joke like legit Casey do you remember those pictures of me it was like 
right before the pandemic, I feel like. And this is like when I, again, oh, when I was like, yes, I, I my remember. body's never been better. And yeah. I was wearing this dress and on the phone and talking about something serious. And I was just like relaxed my stomach and puffed yeah. it out. And I literally look like five months. Pre- it's the craziest. It's an optical illusion. But so sometimes I do think that that shapewear stuff is good for me to literally just remind me to not puff my stomach out so that people write in tabloids that I'm five months pregnant. I mean, sometimes men look five months pregnant as well. Sometimes. Sometimes. I do Lots wear of times. Sh- cool up. Do, cool, do you wear shapewear? I feel like it. I mean, I, I have, haven't had the need uh, for about a year, 15, 16 months plus. But yes, I definitely have a drawer. I, I wear it, but the thing about it is like, I cannot pee through the hole in shapewear. Like psychologically, I can't pee through it because like my body knows that I'm wearing a garment and it like I just can't. My bladder can't pee through that hole. I'm uh, laughing because I'm remembering a time when I was at some sort of Emmys event and I went to pee um, and I peed uh, thinking that there was a hole. There was none. And (laughs) you just peed right through it. And I was like, oh, crap. That was not the, the- <laughs> What did you do? Like, what do I do now? Well, I just sat in my filth. And <laughs> the thing to do would have been to pull them out and throw them away. But I did need to be held in. And so, you know, I think I did like a round of like for 30 minutes and then just sloshed my way out. Of oh like my and LP or something like that, you know? This Listen. is like a reason why you always carry a tiny pair of scissors. <laughs> so you could have cut the crotch out, the pea crotch. You know, and I was doing the whole like, you know, like squatting above, but there that was, yeah, just, that was, that was, that I was mean, a mistake. I that was a mistake. I personally, because once in high school, I peed on my overalls. Oh, never, sure. Yeah. And you never forget that. Yeah. I personally always like, pull, like, make sure that hole is like wide open down there. <laughs> Like I like hold the sides of it open and then pee through it. That's how I do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, On the yeah, yeah, not the whole no. of my vagina. Yeah, we not, all, not my I urethra also, I hole. Not my yeah. or my or my uh, birthing canal. Not that hole because no pee comes out of that, guys. In case you don't know. Okay, wait. So this is all very interesting. What I I'm working on doing my best at lots of things. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do my best at like just ch- checking things off the list and like just doing it just like fucking doing it and it turns out I can't actually talk about the thing that I want to tell you about I'll brag about it soon but part but it's part of it that's part of it too like just like checking it off doing things doing things for other people even if I'm like it's a little bit of a like eek for me but I can just do this and it's and it'll it'll be something that will mean something for somebody else. Like just trying to do that. I I feel like maybe I kind of always am working on that, but I think I'm doing good at that this week. And um, I'm trying. <laughs> Here's a thing uh, that I, this is not what I did my best at, but here's the thing that a discovery I had this week. What is um, it? Well, guys, you know, 
clue up, you might not know this about me. Historically speaking, I have been very anti Beatles. Like I've been like, I don't like I, the Beatles. I didn't know this. Wow. Yeah, like I just like I'm like not a fan. Like it's just not for me. I it's not I don't even have like I don't care about anyone's like feeling. I it just it's not for me. Yeah. I had a wild fucking revelation. I maybe I'm not like a huge fan of the band, the Beatles, but I'm a huge George Harrison fan. And every every fucking song of the Beatles that I like, George Harrison wrote. Wow. And I didn't know that until this weekend because there's a new music documentary called 1971. And because of that, I was like, wait, what, 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 what? Mind blown. I'm obsessed with George Harrison. It turns out he's my Beatle. And I never knew that. He's like, by the way, the fucking best. He was a great guy. Well, no, just all around. Like he was just like, I think now I'm like obsessed with and maybe in love with George Harrison. R.I.P. Ah, uh, you have a dead boyfriend like me. <laughs> Aww. I really came. I really came to this realization late. I understand, but Aww. better late than never. So I'm however no longer, you get there. I'm no longer going to say I don't like the Beatles. I'm going to say you know what? I really love um, the George Harrison song. I like George this is my Beatle. Beatle. I like I like one beetle and his name is George <laughs> Harrison. And then also that brought me back again to your husband thinking that Ringo Starr's name was Ringo. And I can't, <laughs> it makes me laugh every time because did he not, how did he get through life <laughs> not know. knowing that it was Ringo? That's like, and music is like his area. Like he knows everything, but he knows the most about music. Right. It makes, it literally, this is what I'm going to say to you. It makes no sense. It's (laughs) wild. And like my poor dad, wherever his molecules are in the universe must be so upset because my dad was a huge Beatles fan. Like we. Sorry, Casey's dad. Sorry, Casey's dad. He was a huge Beatles fan and he adored my husband, I'm sure. Um, But uh, yeah, he was a huge Beatles fan and he was a rock and roll snob. And so for my husband to think that Ringo's name was Ringo (laughs) up until like a week ago or something, it's just, it's wild. (laughs) A week ago? (laughs) I don't know how it happened. And uh, I, I just don't know. It's really. Oh, I love a blind spot like that. That it's is really so good. It's like, and it's one of those things too, where I can tell it's never going to stick that it's Ringo. Like I can tell it's going to keep coming up. And like every time he says Ringo, he's going to say Ringo. And then it's just a question of, will I keep reminding? It's like when your kid mispronounces something and it's so cute and funny and you never want to correct them because you want them just to keep saying it that way for the rest of their life. Yeah. 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 I'm just going mean, to have say a- right. Yeah, Ringo. I'm just gonna let him keep saying Ringo. <laughs> um, Koo, do you have a dead boyfriend? I mean, you know, I guess your dead boyfriend is like my dead uncle because I'm from Minnesota, and you know, 
being a, a, a lover of Prince is just yes. like it's in, it's in the water. It's in the 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 mouth of the Mississippi. It's the, you know, um, he uh, my mom had a restaurant in uh, in Minneapolis called Diamond Tie because nobody knew about Lao food at the time. And uh, once um, he they, they've shot some of Graffiti Bridge nearby um, and uh, he didn't come in, but um, his brother did because his brother uh, was his uh, his uh, his double. Um, but in Minnesota like that, it is, you know, he's just such a huge part of, of just growing up and I, I love him. So I love him too. I love Minnesota. I feel very connected (laughs) to you in that way. I feel like Minnesota is like my third home. It's it's a good place to grow up. Yeah. It's beautiful. Minnesota. And did you also like, um, what's his name? Paul Westerberg. Isn't that Minnesota too? He is, but like at the time, that wasn't like the music that I was into. Like I was, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't first Ave, yes, because of Prince, but because Mm -hmm. Prince was bigger than anything Mm -hmm. at the time. In the you know, I was very much into hip hop and like R and B and yes, like that 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 world. Great, Um, Minnesota has such a great overall music scene and such a great art scene. That's one of the reasons why I love the state is because they pay so much attention to art, music, theater, everything. It's just, you know, it's wonderful to see. In my high school, the theater uh, got just as much funding as the, the football team. Yeah, and that was Isn't a bad that dream. Imagine that. Imagine, <laughs> Imagine that. She's birdie and she's keeping you safe. She's birdie and she's loud as fuck. Um, is that good? Um, yeah. I mean, it's all true. It is all true. Birdie is. The thing that I purchased when I moved to New York, purchased, didn't get it for free. They're yeah, advertising on the podcast. I did, at, they're advertising on the podcast now, but a friend had told me about it and I got it because just like things are weird. You never know when you walk out of the house. I don't love, especially like being in a new city. You just don't, you just don't know. There's a lot of what ifs. What yeah. if you feel unsafe? What if you turn a corner and it's, you know, the wrong way to go? What if, like, you're in a parking garage late at night by yourself? Always the scariest feeling as a woman. What if but just as a person. Sawing outside your... <laughs> I can't... Well, I can't help that, Casey. I can't help that. It's and New you York know City. what? It's New York and I can't... I'm. This is just... It is what it is and I can't do anything about it. So anyway, what Birdie is, it's a personal safety alarm designed to be very easy to carry. It's very simple to use. When you activate your Birdie with a quick pull, the alarm emits a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe lights, and it helps deter an attack. Listen, is it as loud as the construction next door? We don't know. (laughs) No, it is. It's louder. Anyway, unlike uh, pepper sprays or other deterrents, Birdie is not a danger to you. So feel confident to use it without the worry. Birdie goes wherever you go. It's on my keychain. It comes in multiple colors. It has a little brass key ring. You can attach it anywhere, your bag, keys, your little, you know, purse, whatever. 
Over 300,000 birdie alarms have been sold and they have thousands of five-star reviews. So join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. I have one. My kids have them. I feel safe with my kids carrying them because I know they're no harm to themselves and they can they can use it if they feel unsafe. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash best. Go to She's Birdie, spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash best for 15% off your first purchase. That's She's Birdie.com slash best. Listen, guys, everybody needs an escape. <laughs> I don't know. I just like... There's this, there's this service, an audio app. It's called Dipsy. And you put your little headphones in and you can get lost in a world where good things happen and where pleasure is your only priority. Listen, spring is sprung. Now it's your turn. Bring the warmth of the outside world back into the bedroom with Dipsy. If you're looking to heat things up, there's a story for that. <laughs> Dipsy is an audio app. It has these like short, sexy stories. They are designed to turn you on. Every Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people, immersive scenarios. You feel like you're right there. Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush. What? The coworker you always had a thing for? Why not? Maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. They release new content every week. There's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes that help you relax before you fall asleep. So for listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash best. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash best. Dipsystories.com slash best. Oh, you know what I kind of wanted to talk about, but I didn't know if we should. <laughs> what? I well, just hear. like, I mean, just, you know, sometimes we like to get into like who's doing their best in the world, who's not, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, again, I mean, wait, I just saw this on your little thing that the Ben and JLo making out in public and were papped is exactly the same angle as the video, which is bonkers. Casey, you might just be like, are you just creating this, like making this happen? Are you witching this as opposed Am to I them? Am I witching it? Yes. Or as opposed to them, ha- b- b- this being a plan and them like doing a thing where they're putting together, you know, the Jenny from the block 20 year anniversary <laughs> video, but modern day version. Right. Did you put it into the game? And yes. now it's just happening because you have set it in motion. That's my question. That's a good question. Or maybe Ben listens to the podcast and he's steering it that big way. Fan. I think he's a big fan. Yeah. 
Maybe mm-hmm. he knows that we're a big fan, so he's mm-hmm. a big fan. Is I don't it... think so. That's never been my experience with him. But okay. Um, <laughs> but okay, I, okay. Or, or is it like, is it muscle memory? Is that just the way that they go? Do they just automatically like go mm-hmm. into the Jenny from the Block video movements? Mm-hmm. They're um, t- together. They're like riding a bike. Yeah, like and it's just okay. like it just happens. But I will say that yeah, it's the exact same angle, the exact same like head it's movements. Weird. It was very public and very obvious, and uh-huh. it was recorded by a paparazzi, which also was like the way that it was recorded in the Jenny from the Block video twenty years ago. So if really we see him weird kissing her bum on a yacht. <laughs> that's that's the last cherry that we need to to get the slot machine to pour out coins. <laughs> and, or, okay. Is this a, this a thing where just like there aren't there's no more new things. We're just you know we're just we're, we are just living our greatest hits. Did you guys? Yeah, every day. I, you guys have watched the Bo Burnham special, yeah? Not yet. Yes. I know. I need. Oh, you to. have it. I know. It's amazing. It is. It's fucking great. I really, I really, really, really highly recommend it. I already have on this podcast, so I won't go too far into (laughs) it. But in one of the songs, it was like, you say the world is ending, honey, it already did. Like, it does (laughs) feel like that is the thing that like we all keep coming up against over and over and over again since like the year 2000 that's just like what the fuck is happening we're like on a system reboot that just gets weirder and weirder and weirder but shit it just keeps happening in the same it feels like a, a weird circle i don't know what's happening like a mobius strip like the infinity like we're just on this sort of you know yes yeah. treadmill yeah um this is the thing that i didn't know if we should talk about we don't have to we can also just like cut this part out if you want um did you guys read the Yashar Ali article? Yes. Yes. You know, I am mentioned in the article, but they spell my name wrong, which is my biggest pet peeve of Your all time. Your last name? My last name. Yes. It's like, fucking guys, why can't, you're a publication, why can't you fucking spell my last name right? Yeah. That's what yeah. I took away from the article. But. Um, <laughs> strong take, busy, strong guys, take. a strong take coming in from me. Um. But it is like sort of all of it was really interesting to me because I have known Yashar. We talk about internet friends. Yeah. Talk about like people that you meet online. And like I do think that he's he is like a quintessential internet friend, you know, and like he he like managed to sort of befriend a bunch of different types of like celebrities and newsmakers and news reporters and like he's he is obviously very savvy and smart and all of those things and so he was able to integrate himself into all of these different worlds I feel a little bit like the stuff with the like him taking advantage of these other people to me and maybe this is a bad take. I don't fucking know. I don't like. Because I have like, I have been friendly with him, but I've never like, he's never been to my house. Like, I don't know. We're just like online friends. And uh, and he's always been super nice to me. And um, 
And like the information he's always had and given me like was always right and always was like Mm. very useful information. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I feel like the like, I don't know that other lady, the like billionaire lady in San Francisco, obviously. But like, I feel like he did so much for Kathy Griffin in terms of like rehabbing her career. It's a little bit like, I don't know. So like, so you let him stay with you? So what? Like, I I would let, I've let people live with me for literally decades. Do you know what I mean? And they've like, and when I tell you they've done nothing for me, Sam Pancake, I fucking love you. But like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I read it. He got he got fully. He was like, he was uh, main character on the internet and like main was character fully being dragged, yes. fully being dragged online. Yes. But I just a little bit was like, well, I don't. I know. I felt like the article didn't say a lot. It didn't. It, you know, that's what I'm and saying. So I was like, I don't know anything more. Uh, about him but what I was like I have met him in person so I know that he's a real person and I know that he has like connected me with people in the past when I've needed help like reaching someone in the past for something which I'm very grateful for um and uh and he's he's been really nice to me I haven't been able to like ever do anything for him so I don't like feel like he was ever using me for anything but Mm. um yeah I understand I understand what you're saying about it seemed like there was an exchange of services maybe with Kathy Griffin he was grocery shopping for her as well as like helping her with some professional things so I don't know I don't know the truth is like I don't know you know yeah I I mean it's it felt like um to be honest it reminded me of just like you, you know family in a way um like and Mm. it's what it sounds like is uh two adults in a relationship yeah you know and and how if that evolved into where someone you know it didn't pan out you know rules change that happens you know Um, for sure and like people and that's the other thing like it just this I don't know like it felt like such a it was just interesting to me that like I saw it trending for like 24 hours. And I was like, wow, this feels like such a non thing to me. And I know, I know him personally or not personally, but well, I mean, I've met him in person, but like, I know I've like, I have a relationship with him, but I was just like, what? I don't get it. What is the, what's the fucking takedown? Like, how is he, how is anything that he's like ever said or posted or put out there incorrect? And, like, it did seem weird to me, guys, that, like, he goes so fucking hard after the side ties, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. there was, like, this, like, I don't know. That seemed weird to me. Well, I mean, it definitely felt like you're just, like, for me, who, uh, he, you know, I have no need to discredit him. I don't know him. I know of him. Um it really does feel like, uh, as you said, like a, a, a nothing, but it definitely works as the negative way PR works to file his teeth down a right. little bit, to, to put a Visalign on him. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. I, that's interesting. That feels aggressive toward me. Huh. Oh, busy. I'm just trying to, I love, I love mm. to bring things together. <laughs> okay. Well, 
Tying it up. Tying I it don't up. know. Like, I just like, you know, it's not the first time someone I know has been the main character on Twitter. Oh, it's not going to be know. the last. And I, and I'm always sort of in a constant state Oof. of like, yeah, right? Cool. You get yeah. it. Where you're like in yeah. this constant state of like, oh boy, okay, well, what do I do here? Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not chiming in, but like also just, oh like God. When's to it- explain, <laughs> like to have to like uh, explain or defend a relationship with literally uh, everyone you know, like it comes up a lot. I'm just saying it comes up a lot. It does. Uh, yeah. And so, well, you, I'm sure we've all been in the situation. I know we have all been in the situation where someone we know has been the main character on Twitter. And then we've been put in the position to be like, yes, explain your friendship with this person. And I'm like, I don't know the person that you're talking about. That wasn't, I wasn't privy to what you're talking about. So I can't speak to that. I can only speak to what I'm familiar with. And this is my experience with that person. But like, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm, I'm open to hearing all that, but also like, this is just my experience. So all I can say is like, I just, I don't know. But it's hard, but people, a lot of times people are unwilling to, to accept or to take an I didn't know. Yeah, they right. feel like they feel as though I didn't know as a cop out. Right. And and obviously it's like dependent on whatever. There's lots of different factors, right? In right. these sorts of things. This messy, messy time. The messy time that we live in. But like I I do it it is it is tricky to like that thing of like asking people to hold many things at once is very hard in this moment. Like people are unwilling to do that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I also just wish sometimes that people could be like, I'm just probably never gonna like this person. And I don't have to have like a list of reasons why. And so I'm just probably never gonna be on board with this person and that's just it. And like, I don't have to go on like a hunting expedition to like try to take them down. It just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yes. And I know, I know it's connected to people feeling like, uh, you know, this is like a viable way to, uh, to enact justice. Yeah. And when we think of things like the Spring Awakening and and George Floyd, and it is, it is, but like talking about the nuances um, of, of of relationships, of of a of a, of a life, of um, it's just it's so hard to just like truncate, um, <laughs> you know, have a truncation of a person um, right. at whom. People are different to other people. I, I mean, this is so complicated, guys. I, I you know, I don't want to. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right? Yes, like, I'm yes. not trying to like, but, but we're the sum of everything that we've ever done. And there is room for growth. There has got to be room for growth and for change um, and, and for redemption. Um, but but that said, I know for you personally, if you personally, listener, dear listener, 
um, do, choose not to to like a person, man, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's really okay. That's yeah. really okay. Um, but I don't know this desire to ruin. It's tough. It's tough. It's complicated. It's too complicated. It's super complicated because there are people that I 100% don't like and Mm -hmm. uh but I'm also crushed by the idea that they um don't like me (laughs) (laughs) oh I didn't know that I I thought you were gonna go someplace else well that was highly relatable by the way (laughs) you know what I mean and I'm just like what yeah. the fuck do I think is happening in this world, you know? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's really a new, that's. Yeah, that's like a- I want to be invited. Yeah. And I go. But what, what, what are we talking about? You guys, I'm on my phone because my um, internet just went out, like totally out. Oh, uh, that's terrible. Oh, no. Maybe that guy sawed through it. <laughs> what guy? The guy sawing oh. next door. <laughs> um, I was saying that it's, you know, all of this stuff is so complicated because there are definitely people that I do not like. And then and yet I am crushed by the idea that they don't like me, you know, oh, and fuck. The, well, you, yeah. And so it's just it's it's a mind fuck and just. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And the internet definitely yeah. exacerbates everything because everything. it gives it gives so much power to these like these people that you know people see as like one dimensional and like who like we well, we are only seeing like one dimension of them and then some of us are seeing other dimensions to them, but we're probably none of us are seeing like the whole person unless you're truly, truly, truly in their lives. Like I have an idea of who your husband Scott is. I've met him and gotten to hang out with him a couple of times, but like, I certainly don't know him as you know him. You know what I mean? Like I, I just have my idea of Scott from, from what I do know of him, you know? And, And so if anyone asked me, I'd be able to paint like, some type of picture, but I'm not painting the same picture that Kulop is painting of Scott, you know? Well, I mean, how, how messed up would that be if, like, we just, like, bam, let me, like, l- let's, l- let's right now share screen, here's somebody. Let's yeah. say what we think they are. Like, yeah. that is so horrifying to me. Yeah. Right, but that's and what everybody does, right? I yeah. Know. Yes. Well, yes. it also, like, goes it, it goes the other way, too. Like, I, I get a lot of, like, people being like, you're so nice. You're so nice. And, um, I, and I'm like, actually, it's, you know, I'm not that nice. I can be, like, a real twat sometimes, you know? Like, <laughs> and I am so sorry for the day when you realize that. Like, if you're hanging any type of, like anything on me being the nicest person because there's going to be a time when I'm going to be like a real bitch and really surprise you and like I'm not saying like I don't just go off and like act like a bitch for no reason in my opinion like it's usually justified but like you know that's a lot to put on I'm not a one-dimensional person I'm not just going around like being Polly Sunshine for you know because that's who I am like there are facets to who I am and sometimes like yeah I will throw an elbow because like good good yes love that you know yeah so that's a good hit (laughs) 
So it's like you know, strong bone. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I just it's it's all. I just feel like I've been feeling. It's an interesting conversation because I feel like this week the internet has been particularly not nuanced, and it's a lot, and it seems like very. It's like torrents of a lot of upsetness about a lot. Maybe it's Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. It's is it? Oh it's yeah, going, it's oh, going yeah. direct We're, soon. We right? are inside of that right now for sure. Yeah, yeah. and that's why Busy's internet was messed up. Just Mercury went out. rules like com- communication technology. Yeah, I mean, I've had some of the worst communication this week with people that I know so well that it's. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Unfortunately, when you have friends or people that like you love in your life who don't buy into Mercury and retrograde, you're sort of fucked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because then they're like, because I'm like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Like, this is truly I really think. And it's like, you can't blame a planet for your whatever. And I was like, well. But what about what about the the planet's? transition <laughs> its path across the universe i mean what about that hold on what about that back. i just feel like ooh, here here she is she's back she's i'm gonna back. leave this one and go back to my computer all right <laughs> do it oh she got back really fast but that article it, it was salacious it had uh, tidbits it had uh, insight into a, uh, a a job or a way of being that nobody is that familiar in the sense of what Yashar does, plus being amongst the rich and wealthy. So the rich it had and famous. all yeah. of the like the shareable yes. things in that article without, as you guys are pointing out, maybe a lot of substance. Not a or, lot of smoking guns and yeah, bombshells yeah. and yeah. Yeah. But I but what was so funny is that like I feel like people were like all the bombshells, all the smoking guns, and I'm like, what, huh? What, huh? What are we, huh? Okay, all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, should we get to our guests? We should. We love those ladies. Oh my god, aren't they a fucking dream? Aren't <laughs> they just such a dream? And. I believe one of them didn't one of them. No, no, no. I No, that was on Instagram uh, <laughs> or Twitter or something. Somebody said exactly the thing that my mom has been saying about you. Casey, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody said I was nice or some shit. It's not nice. No, <laughs> stop. That's not what it is. It's more like. That you're just like, you're a wealth of knowledge and life experience and just all things that are true. But my mom has like really been, you know. Somebody said that about me on Twitter, Kulop, and Busy was like, accused that person of being her mom in disguise. (laughs) (laughs) I've been, you know, I've been called nice too. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, think Busy's. Busy's mom has been giving me um, props lately, but I'll tell you, I can tell you, um, your mom is so nice to me and I really appreciate it. And it's nice to have, I come from New England where um, 
all moms are usually just kind of low key hostile to anyone else's uh, children. So, you know, so it's nice to have a mom be nice. My mom is so nice. Yeah. To so many people. Yeah. She is. It's nice. Okay. I think it's a good, mi- um, good mission to, to be kind. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, a, that's, I value that for sure. I value it as well. Um, okay, guys, here we go. I'm back. Let's hope it all works. Um, we were very lucky. Do you know Kate Spencer and Dory Schaffer? Is it I Schaffer? do. Big fans. Shafir. 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 Right. Okay. Kate Spencer and Dory Shafir. Um, we love the Forever 35 podcast. And Dory has a new book out. There's lots of books happening. Lots of books. Lots of I think there are lots of books. It's called, like, Thanks for Waiting. What's it called? What's it? Thanks for Waiting. Yeah, thanks for, oh my God, I got it right. <laughs> I read it. It's great. We love her. We love them. Kate also has a book that's a few years old too, but you could get that. Cool up. Do you have a book? I don't have a book. You will. You should. You oh, will. Oh boy, I don't know. Maybe, you will. maybe. You will. You will. It's hard though. I mean, I don't know. I don't wish it on anyone, but it, it was also great. <laughs> it was great, it's, but it's hard. You did anyway. it. You did it. did it. It's done. I think it's a Um, massive, massive accomplishment and it ain't easy. Thank you. I didn't know that some people don't write their own books. Cool up. (laughs) You're like, if that was an option. Didn't know. Didn't know that was an option. Didn't know. No one told me. It's fine. I'm glad I did it myself. I wanted to do it myself. I probably would have taken that option. (laughs) The other option. But it's better this way. But anyway... Both of our our guests joining us have written books, Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir, and we had a lovely time chatting with them, and we could have talked for like 17 more hours. So fun. Take a listen. Hey, guys, listen. When it comes to paying off debt, obviously, sometimes you're like, it feels overwhelming. It feels like an uphill battle. There's high interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments that keep you in endless cycles of debt. And that is where Upstart comes in and can help you get ahead. If you're carrying a credit card balance month after month, you're not the only one. High interest rates make it very hard to pay off the debt, but Upstart can help. Join thousands of happy borrowers who made that final payment. It's the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, looks at your income and your employment history. And that means that they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting the loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash best. That's upstart.com slash best. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you, please. 
Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash best. You guys, your podcast is very successful, Forever 35. It's been a strange journey, but it's we've done it. Yeah. We're I mean, yeah. I guess, I mean, who knows what does successful mean in especially I in don't the podcasting know. space? Well, but Kate, that's my question literally every week. I'm like, hey guys, is anyone listening? We <laughs> what had, is this? We had Anne Lamott, the author, on the other week. Amazing. She, she was like, So, um, is this popular? <laughs> like, I don't know. We don't know. I was like, it's not number one on iTunes. So, you know, if that's what you're interested in. No, it's not I even mean, number 100 on iTunes. Like, but... I didn't even know how to respond. <laughs> but I kind of respected that she just like went there. Now I feel like it's a bit because Busy will be like, is anyone listening? Or like, the, we or don't like know, why are we even fucking why doing, are we this? doing this? Or like, <laughs> you know, please download this podcast so we can keep doing it. And then like at this point, it's a bit. But then we get like a million emails being like, please don't stop doing the well, podcast. Yeah. I think so, you have a lot of people listening. So then it makes me feel like the answer to that question is this podcast is very popular with the people that it's popular with. Ooh, That's you. the answer. Good answer. <sighs> but isn't that just the thing about life? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's the thing about everything. It's the it, thing I about think everything. it's like it's probably like the secret to what we've all been trying to do our entire lives. Like, please just enjoy the people that are enjoying what you're trying to do. You know. Yeah. It's so, but it's so hard not to feel like you have to strive for the other, the thing. I don't even know what the thing is, the the measurement or the, the barometer, but yeah, I mean, it's very confusing as a creative person who likes to make stuff, right? I mean, that's the umbrella we are all under and it's like, you can't not make it, but then there's also like tools that measure its success that are bullshit guys. And tools that like haven't. (laughs) <laughs> and no, and tools that like haven't been updated in decades oh. and tools that were all calibrated based on um one specific white man in his late forties like desires and what like you know, so it's just like, well, I mean, okay. I you know, well, I I, I don't know. I mean, we had this issue, obviously, we had this issue with our R.I.P. Busy Tonight mm. talk show it was fine. We're just still grieving it. Yeah. Two years later. I would I would imagine that would be like a grief that is always there. I don't know. I think for some people it's like. Uh, I, I don't know. I think for Casey and I, part of the. Thorn of it is like feeling as though we didn't get credit for what we actually were able to do and accomplish. Yeah. And it was, and it's been sort of like, oh yeah, that thing, like sloughed off by a lot of, like Casey should have been, I mean, now I'm just going to get mad and emotional, (laughs) but like Casey should have been like on every, you know, on lists to like, go run anyone else's show that like anyone else who was like getting shots in the the last year and a half like Casey should have been at the top of everyone's list for show running and 
you know, it hasn't exactly been her experience. Yeah. That's very nice. Well, it's, but it's fucking unfair. It's stupid and it's unfair because you're literally the best at your job. We're not, this isn't a podcast where we're interviewing Casey. We're interviewing <laughs> Kate Spencer <laughs> and, and Dory Schiffreer. But and I like, Schiffrier. we can't help but interview because that's like ingrained in our podcast. Yes. Brain, so it's yeah, scary to be. They're the hosts. It's going to be very interesting because they're the hosts of the very popular podcast <laughs> Forever 35. It's you guys, popular. If it's, you don't know Forever, it is so popular. <laughs> Forever 35, as far as like, I, I like in my head, I was like, it's, um, see, I don't even know his name. I was going to say, who's the guy? Joe Rogan. Ugh. It's Joe Rogan. It's Joe Rogan. And then Forever 35. Yeah, that's right. Maybe and like the office I mean, ladies, office ladies and forever. 30. Oh, office yeah. ladies have squeaked in there. They <laughs> they're, have. They really. Yeah. They're like me. Office ladies are meteoric and like they deserve it. They're the best. But like, I think when we started a podcast, we were like, you know, aspire to be like, like if we can be like the forever 35 Yo, girls. No. Great. Yeah, for real. No. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so this God. will be an interesting experiment because you all are usually yes. In, you're usually running the podcast show, but now you're here to be interviewed. And so it'll be like an interesting detente, a standoff where <laughs> <A> duel. <laughs> we'll like throw every question back at you. <laughs> where we are trying to interview you and what's you- your Pivot, Casey. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Casey's pivot was when I forced her to move to Los Angeles. And then after our show ca- got canceled, I was like, bye, see ya. <laughs> you had your pivot. <laughs> I'm moving. I'm moving back to New York. I knew the risks. I mean, <laughs> we never know the risks. Let's be real. Um, but ladies, thank you so much for doing this um, and taking the other seat. Oh, yes. my gosh. real honor. It's truly a real <laughs> thrill. The hot seat. What? The hot seat, as it were. <laughs> see. Okay, wait, how, first of all, let's talk about the past. You guys are both writers. Yes. Yes. You both uh, have been on a podcast journey for a long time. Dory, you have a, another podcast with your husband. Mm-hmm. You guys still do that one. We still do it. Yeah, it's still going for some reason. Um, <laughs> is your other podcast jealous about how popular Forever 35 is in our I minds? I think um, the co-host mm-hmm. of my other podcast, who is my mm-hmm. husband, um, he sees the success of Forever 35 and he's kind of like, wait a second. That's good. <laughs> and I'm like, look, you're Kate Spencer. That's right. No one's got this charm but me. So when did you guys uh, start Forever 35? I texted Dory in a panic in late 2017 when, you know, we were all kind of crumbling Mm -hmm. and I was just like, do you want to start our podcast about skincare? And she said, (laughs) yes. And then I was like, and we'll talk about a linen pants. And she was like, yes, of course. It was just, I think, you know, it was just like respite from the rest of the world. And just, we wanted to talk about some of the shit we talked about in our group chats, our group texts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big theme here is the group, is the group yes. chat. I mean, that we is, we love a group chat. That's like where the most intimate conversations <sighs> take place in the group chat. For sure. So we didn't think anyone, I don't know if we thought people would listen. I didn't. I just was yammering. I feel like Dory has a more of a vision for things like a business mind. Um, 
You don't agree, Dory? You don't think that about yourself? I don't know. I think it was just like, we didn't know because we didn't, at the time, there were not many podcasts that we felt were really like speaking to us. Like your mm-hmm. podcast didn't exist. Yeah. No, it did um, not. Because I was a, like, what are podcasts? <laughs> there were a ton of podcasts that were kind of targeting like women in their like, let's say late 30s. No, I literally was 40s. like, it's Paul F. Tompkins and that's funny and I like it, but I don't, it's not for me. Yeah. And it was, it still felt very, very male. And we launched in January, 2018. And it kind of resonated, I think, pretty quickly because I think it turned out that in fact, there were a lot of people like us who were like, oh wait, no one is making a podcast for me. And this kind of speaks to me. Yeah. Yeah, And I was going to say, and like one thing that I love and appreciate so much about it as someone who's not a podcast bitch, but has listened a bit. I mean, you um, might be now, though. <laughs> you're becoming, you're a podcast. It's growing on you. It's growing on you. They're growing on me, guys. But if I'm being honest, no, I'm kidding. I just like, <laughs> I get, you know, I, but I do love having these conversations about like self care, skincare, also pivoting into, things that are happening in your life, you, like all of the stuff that we have to yes. like constantly juggle, you know, and that's like always was always Casey and my conversation about like, that's what we felt like was missing on television still is, I think. And yeah. you guys mm-hmm. saw that space in the pod world and we're like, we're going to do this. And that's why it's so successful. Well, you know, what's so funny to <laughs> me is what I've been noticing recently and is that It's so funny to me that podcasting was such a male-dominated space for so long because women have traditionally been the ultimate multitaskers. Mm -hmm. And podcasting is such a perfect form for the multitasker to put on and do something else while you're enjoying a podcast. So it's so strange to me that it took so, but now I'm like, it's so funny to me that uh, we get so many emails from listeners who are like, Oh yeah, I put on your podcast and like I wheel my baby around while I'm like weeding my garden and also, Mm -hmm. you know, um, building a brick wall in my, Yard or just like people are women are doing five different things while they're listening to the podcast. And so, you know, I feel very fortunate. I was very surprised that like millennial or younger women than than us ladies, (laughs) that they all listen to it on like time and a half. Oh, my God. Double. That is the fuck. That is what are they doing when I still when I still worked for BuzzFeed, I wrote an article about people who listen to podcasts at like 2x speed. And there's like a whole world of people out there that do this. And I think a lot of them are like completists, like they want to listen to everything. Yeah. And if you have if they if they get into a podcast like when a year in, they want to listen to that whole bad catalog and they're going to do it at 2x. It's but like. Are their brains just wired differently at this point, those kids? They must be. I think so, actually. Yeah, I, I do. Think yeah. They, I think when you start listening really fast, then yes, your brain like adapts to it. But I listen hard. to certain things at, at 2X or one and a half. What? Yeah. Two? Be- it, it's because um, from years of working in television and scrubbing through mm-hmm. video. Oh, at, okay. That makes sense. At one and a half and two X to find. Okay, certain, fine. You're forgiven. Yeah. You can do it, Casey. But 
I, I like that my brain could not follow along. It's the same as like, you know how when you start watching like um an English TV show and at first you're like, I don't know what's going on. I have to put the subtitles on. But by yes. the end, you're like, oh, I get it. I kind of get it. Like you get used to the, you get used I to the way. I thought that was going to happen to me with Call My Agent in French. I was like, by the end, I will be able to understand everything. But it didn't French. work out. It didn't really work out that way, no. The, the other thing I did like that resonates with me and I've, Actually, I DM'd Casey yesterday and gone on a tiny soapbox about it. But I've heard you to say on your podcast that like people are do not understand the length of your show and that you go into meetings and they're like, it should be an hour. And what kind of drives me nuts about the space is like, actually, three hours is great for a podcast. Like I'm coming to your show for conversation and comfort. And by the end, I feel like I'm like hanging out. And that's what feedback we get a lot. And I feel like in the kind of male-dominated space of podcasting, that is not understood. No. And so it, it, it's very... Well, it is. is. Like, there, there, there are a lot of men who have podcasts that are like two, three hours long. Mm-hmm, Isn't Joe Rogan's? Yes. Yeah. They go on for and hours. You guys, Howard Stern, like that is yes, a fucking podcast. You're right. <laughs> I know. He doesn't want to admit it, but it is. I think it's just, I think it's just that they don't want to hear women talking for two to three hours. Here well, we go, no. Dory. Here we go. Here we Dory. go. Does yeah. anyone say to like um, the Yankees, like, oh, you should make these games shorter? <laughs> well, I've often said that about baseball. <laughs> you guys got to shorten up these games to like 45 minutes, 60 minutes. Nobody wants to watch this shit for three Can I hours. Be real, though? You know what? You know why I did used to like going to Coachella? I, I like really did like a festival concert experience because that's the set that I want to stand and watch music for. I want like a 30 minute set of just the hits. And then I want the, and then I want to get the fuck out. Like I can't watch, (laughs) I can't watch a band for two hours, even like my favorite band in the world. I'm just like, no, I'm out. (laughs) I want 30 minute sets of music, live music, but I love it, but I don't want, I can't stay too long. Anyway, that's another story. Um, so guys, so was the doing the podcast, Kate, like your pivot? Was that you were like, I got to fucking do something and Dory knows how to do this and I'm going to, we're going to do this. You know, possibly. I mean, I can, I can pinpoint in, in considering the concept of the pivot. I think my biggest one was dealing with, with grief when my mom died. Mm. But I do think, yes, it was a little, I mean, because it was an unexpected pivot. It was just like, let's do this for fun and make this podcast about the things we want to talk about and not worry about it being successful and not really censoring ourselves or caring if, you know, we're, we spend, I mean, look, this is my platform specifically that I like to talk about butts, but we talk about butt care like constantly on our show. Oh my God, Kate, I didn't tell you. We did a, we did a live happy hour thing the other day to promote my book for forever 35 fans. And I was talking to my mom yesterday and she was like, and she doesn't listen to the podcast consistently, oh, no. but she came to the happy hour and she was like, there was a lot of talk of butts. And I was like, mom, it's yeah, fucking important. We talk about butts. Okay. <laughs> but like nobody had ever, ta- I never heard that stuff. So we just, we just talked. And, and I think, I think we were kind of forced into a pivot in a lot of ways because people responded. And so we kept going and, you know, like in a few into the podcast, a few months in Dory left Buzzfeed and it became a real full-time focus for both of us. And now we do like three episodes a week and we're three and a half years in. And it's, it is a real full-time 
job. It's, it's, you know, half of the work we each do. So it kind of became a pivot because it got bigger than I think either of us thought. I did not expect to be a podcaster. That's not really where I, but I love it. It, it makes logical sense for the things I like to do, which is talk too much about really <laughs> personal things, but that's things that people experience. Like that it's, it's gratifying to not feel alone. And I do think we've both discovered a lot about of our about ourselves in having these conversations, not just with each other and our guests, but with the listeners. Mm-hmm. I do feel like our listeners diagnosed me with ADHD, which was really helpful. So, you know. Wait, ADHD? Yes. They I, diagnosed like, well, you? Well, no, I mean, my also my psychiatrist and my therapist were like, hey, but... <laughs> Also, but, also, I had been tested. And yes, I did yeah, have it. I mean, look, but, I have an official diagnosis. <laughs> but when I, there will be times when I talk about like overwhelm or something I'm feeling and we will get these emails. It's like, Kate, adult ADHD. I really think you need to look into this. And that, I mean, I do think that, I don't know, Dory, if you agree, but I do think that helps a lot. Did you get medicine? Uh, do you take medicine now? No, because... <laughs> it's added to the list of my OCD and my generalized anxiety disorder. So I'm already on Prozac and Wellbutrin. So I haven't, this is very in the weeds, but I'm supposed to go to Manhattan beach and do like two days of, of testing at some center, Mm -hmm. but I can't drink coffee before. So I haven't made the appointment. So I, so the short answer is no, no, I don't. But so how much caffeine are you drinking? Am I self medicating with? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A lot, like two to three, three cups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, before I started taking ADHD medicine, I would drink two of the extra large Starbucks a day, like the big ones. It was like more caffeine than any, like than you would give like a horse. Like it was like <laughs> so much caffeine. I don't know if you would ever give a cor- horse caffeine. It was the, it was a horse's dose of caffeine. Some people would. Some they people might. It was, I was self-medicating in such an in, insane way. And, and I also like had like a weird thing about ADD drugs because you just think about like mm-hmm. how many people, um, well, I just, honestly, I just connected it to like Lindsay Lohan's spiral. Like, I swear to God, that was like my whole thing. I was like, well, I can't take Adderall because that's like what all those girls did and they were so skinny and then they all went crazy. And, uh, and I think that if you don't actually have ADHD and you, that can happen. But if you do, yeah. you don't have to drink coffee anymore. <laughs> and you just feel, <laughs> well, you. I drink, I drink like one cup of coffee in the morning and then I f- just feel normal. Did you notice, did the medication help you? Like, was it a immediate relief? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I got to get this dealt with. The other thing that I want to tell you that the medicine did for me was that this low level of depression and sinking feeling and um and low self-esteem that had been consistent in my entire life yes. fucking went away. Oh Jesus. Okay. Like the Ooh, that the, makes me want to cry. Like a thing in my brain that was always like you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. If I take my fucking ADHD pill is gone. That's mm-hmm. Amazing. I've never heard anyone say that. That's amazing. And I didn't understand quite, but now it totally makes sense. And my psychiatrist was like, well, of course, because it, you're smart enough to know 
that your brain is not able, your executive functions aren't able to like fire in the way that they're supposed to. And so you're constantly feeling bad about yourself. Yes. I, yes. I mean, this was a conversation we just had was the, the shame spiral that comes when your executive function fails, but you, you can understand what's happening, but you can't kind of, you can't stop it from happening. So you can't fix it. Yeah. That's a, the self-esteem part of it has been, um, challenging because it's there your whole life. And I think what, but learning about this more and more, especially this past year as an adult, it then has caused me to go back through my entire life Mm -hmm. and look at every freaking moment that involved a lot of like shame and realize that it's connected to this and feeling then also like rage that it just was like unchecked and unchecked and unchecked. Well, and that's the thing with girls too. It's misdiagnosed. Neurodiversity is just very, very much misdiagnosed in in girls and women and missed. And like, you know, and we're told that we're like just sad. Yeah. Which I do feel sad often. Yeah, me too. But, um, but you can also not feel like you're a bad, like a terrible person or that you're like a fucking idiot all the time. That is really freeing. Because you're not, you know, I don't obviously. think so. Yeah. No, well, I'm pretty like sure. I'm pretty sure. You're definitely not. I'm pretty sure you're not. Thank you both. Thank you. Anyway, I highly recommend it. I'm just going to tell you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Seriously, because it's that that hearing hearing you speak about that part of it, feeling better, sounds like a gift, honestly. It is. And Mark can always tell if I have forgotten to take, well, now I have the pill thing, so I never forget, but oh, the best. Uh, he could always tell because I would make it through the day and I would just be like, and you'd be like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, it's fucking nothing. I just suck. Like I just fucking, mm. I, nothing. I just feel like shit. I just fucking can't stand my body. I can't stand myself. Like I would just go into this thing and then he'd be like, did you take your pill? <laughs> like, no, fuck. It like, like that changes my brain. I know. And everybody like, and I went to, you know, I've been in therapy my whole life and people were always like, you have like low level depression and, you know, low self-esteem and da, 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 da. It was my fucking ADD the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, depression is also like comorbid with ADD and ADHD. So, you know, which I know all too well because of my family. Mm. But when you are ready to ramp up to go to your place where you have to go in Manhattan Beach, then tell me and I'll text you every morning and cheer you on to not drink coffee. You're so nice. Yeah. You can't drink the coffee because then it like interferes with the testing and you tell me I'll come slap a coffee out of your hand. I'll put my mask on and punch a coffee. down We're to both the vaccinated. Ground. You can punch yeah. it without a mask. Yeah. All right. I'm, not, I'm not trying to like challenge the medical establishment, but I'm just confused why you need to go through this testing. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Because my doctor would just like gave me pills. Yeah, because it was my husband. I don't know if you want me to give you my psychiatrist's information and call her for me and just be like, just give her the fucking meds. I will do so, Dory. I'll be like, listen, my work wife no, knows exactly. my shit. I just, I, I don't know. I don't mean to like, no, you know, no, no. question it. I just feel like you should. I'm be guessing able to maybe get this she relief. wants to get a baseline on you mm-hmm. and to figure out because everything's so entangled. Maybe it's that like, do you 
need this one thing? Do you need these two things? Do you actually need these three things? Maybe can, can something else go? What needs to stay? That, this is why I'm not a doctor. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a doctor either, but my guess is she, she probably just doesn't want to put you on 15 things if you only need 12. Okay, well, I'll take as many as she tells All me right. <laughs> Casey's smart, guys. This is why... She is smart, I know. I've aligned myself. Um, and Dory, your uh, first book was a novel. Novel? It was, yes. A it was novel. a novel mm-hmm. called Startup. Yes. But your memoir just came out. Yes. Congratulations! Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you guys so Thanks much. Thanks for Waiting is the name of your memoir mm-hmm. about being a late bloomer. Yes. It is. Well, which Dory, it's so weird. I mean, like for those of you who don't know, like, like I've been working in TV and media all these years. So I feel like Dory has been one of those people that I've worked, I was going to say in and around, but that's disgusting. I've worked, (laughs) (laughs) I've not worked in you, Dory. No, no. Um, But I, but I've been aware and around you for many years because like you're just one of those people that I've always known you were in New York during the time I was in New York. And so you're just one of those names that I always heard around. So you were at the Observer and mm-hmm. uh, a, a mm-hmm. fella named Jared Kushner was your boss. Mm-hmm. And then, you Yikes. know, <laughs> you were... Was he see-through in person? <laughs> he was... He he looked plastic. In Did person. he look like a fancy candle? Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly that's a really good yeah. way of describing it. But you know, I think this was you know more than ten years ago, and I don't think he had had as much work done okay. in his face quite yet. So it was a little more mobile, yeah, if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and Casey, I. I edited and published an essay by your husband. Yes. Yeah. I know. A it's really a wonderful essay. Thank you. Well, I say thank you as if I wrote it, but I did not write it. But yeah, well, you're younger than I am. But like, yes, everybody who dreamed of being a writer and like lived in New York and just, you know, it, it really was like kind of a small world. So just all of these. Yeah. It's like it, it's like a gossip girl was real life and like all of these names and everybody writing like these freelance pieces and you worked at Rolling Stone and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you lived through all, you lived through all of the, when people are like, Oh, print media is dying. You lived through all of that shit. And then you lived through like the rise of, you know, Gawker, which Mm -hmm. is something that busy and I talk about all the time about about Mm -hmm. how we're like nostalgic not necessarily for the tone of Gawker, yeah, but for the urgency of mm-hmm. feeling like Gawker was a thing that we kept open on our desktops all day long and yes. checked multiple times per day to see what was happening, you know, and then you were at BuzzFeed, which same thing kept BuzzFeed open all day long and checked multiple times per day. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's like Dory's background and just like, you know, (laughs) so she's this wonderful writer and editor and media person and personality. And, you know, now has this podcast, but also like writes these books. So you're like, you know, the queen of pivots yourself. It is weird being on the other side. Let me tell you. Um, Do you you not like it? Listening to kind of like go through my 
resume like that. And I'm like thinking about every place that I worked and how I think so many of them, and I'm sure this is true for so many people in so many workplaces, but like, I'm sure from the outside, it looked very glamorous and, you know, cool and exciting. And as I talk about in my book, like a lot of times things like weren't so glamorous and I was having, you know, I was really struggling. Um, But yeah, it's, I think media is a really challenging, really challenging space, um, especially as a woman. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be in a place now where I don't have to deal with a lot of the bullshit. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing about media is that like a lot of times it isn't glamorous. It's very gritty and like just basic. And you're like, if people knew this is the way that it is, it's just like, you know, very scrappy and DIY and not well paid and not well paid. And you're just like, yeah, it's not glamorous at all. And then other times it's super glamorous and Mm -hmm. like, you can't believe it. And then you're like, you start to look at it and you're like, wait a minute, why is this glamorous? And it actually shouldn't be glamorous. And the bottom is going to fall out of this real quick. Totally. And like, you're like, am I the only person doing this math? And then you're like, yes, if you're smart enough to be thinking that far ahead and then everybody calls you a pessimist, but you're always right when you. Yeah. I mean, at BuzzFeed, especially, I felt very chicken little. Like I always felt like the sky was going to fall, but that was partly because, you know, by the time I worked at BuzzFeed, I was, I started there in my mid thirties and I had like seen the boom and bust cycle of media happen several times. And I knew that anytime you started to work at a new media company that was throwing a lot of money (laughs) at people and hiring a ton of people, like it was not going to last. Like I'd seen it happen so many times. Can I just ask you a question? Like, why do you think everyone thinks they're going to be different? Busy. This is the eternal question of life, right? Like, isn't it, you know, insanity, isn't it like, (sighs) doing the same thing the over, same and, thing over, over and over again and getting the same results. Yes, oh, yeah, exactly. Great. Yes. Okay. And, uh, yes, and yet, especially different. like you see all these billionaires all the time, like buying up media properties, thinking like, well, you know, no one else has been able to figure this out for decades, but I'm going to be the one to like invest in this newspaper and then it will be profitable and popular. And like, I'll be the savior. And like, it never works out that way. No. So, I truly, I don't know. I do think that there is like some social cachet for these wow. people who, right. you know, start media companies and they they want that. I mean, I think that was for Jared Kushner, for, for his family, for sure. Like his father was a convicted felon and they <laughs> wanted to kind of like launder their reputation. So they were like, okay, we'll buy the New York Observer and like, you know, do that. Wow. But like the Observer always lost money. That was just its thing. So to answer your question, I don't know why, why people always think they are going to be the ones to figure it out because very few people have, unfortunately. It's it's always wild for me. I'm, I, I love furniture and I, I just, it's a thing. I will know usually where a piece of furniture is from and how much it costs, usually, if it's the type of furniture I'm interested in. And I can't tell you how many times I've walked into an open plan 
new place where I'm about to work and been like, it's a sea of $1,500 chairs, $2,000 credenzas and $700 lamps. And I'm like, oh shit, this is going down in two months. (laughs) Guys. And that's why at busy tonight, I did the West Elm floor sample. (laughs) And I was like, and this is going to be good enough for everybody. Yeah. And we're going to be fine. Yeah. We bought our own furniture there. Like we bought everybody. our own fucking furniture. Wow. <laughs> everybody. There was, there were no, no bulk furniture purchases at busy tonight, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's such a vanity thing. It's so weird. Like there are thousands of people who actually like have to work for a living who are like at the whims of these people who are doing this as a vanity project. It's like kind of fucked up. Yeah. And people always talk about, um, you know, the like bubbles, bubbles, like, oh, mm-hmm. the this, you know, it's like the dot com bubble, this bubble, that bubble. And I'm like, well, you know what it takes um, to make a bubble is someone like blowing it up for a really <laughs> long time and putting a lot of air yeah. into it before, yes. you know, woo. But anyway, your memoir, thanks for waiting. Do you feel like this is a pivot for you? I do. I feel like it's kind of the culmination of a lot of things because, you know, I think when I was younger, I felt very private, but I think that was because I was so insecure and afraid that if I like put myself out there that people were going to like make fun of me or reject me. And as I've gotten older, I've realized and kind of like what Kate was talking about before, like if you are vulnerable, you kind of form those relationships with people and, you know, people want that authenticity and they want to feel those bonds. And, you know, when I started talking about like going through infertility, I heard from so many people who were going through the exact same thing who had been, uh, you know, almost ashamed to talk about it. Um, And so in that way, I think writing a memoir was a real pivot for me to be that vulnerable um, on the page if you will. Yeah, I think that's really, I think it's courageous anytime someone, you know, busy wrote her memoir, you wrote this memoir. And Kate's memoir about losing your mom. Yes. Dead Moms Club. Yeah. Casey, Casey needs to write a memoir, but she has, she has other stuff she's doing first, but she <laughs> other d- stuff you I'm do. Doing first. Um, you do. Yeah. A lot of memoirs happening and I really admire the, the courage that it takes to, um, to put it down. And also Dory, I had like, uh, I had like an unintentional epiphany, like reading, Whoa. <laughs> reading, um, because you talk about, there's also like a lot of kind of, you know, there's a lot of career stuff. There's a lot of really personal stuff. There's also like kind of fun, you know, juicy romance stuff, but you talk early on, I don't want to give too much away, but you talk early on about like this kind of hot guy that you dated and that like, yeah. um, how he was like emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. and how he was, he's a journalist, this guy, Luke, right. That's mm-hmm. his name. And mm-hmm. he's always, uh, taking off at a moment's notice and mm-hmm. being like sent on assignment and mm-hmm. really not communicative. And then, um, and you are kind of trying to figure out, like, why am I so, like, I love this guy because he's hot. Like, I really care about this guy because he's so hot. But then I was oh, like, boy. no, she's so into this guy because he's like her dad. Yeah. Like the second, you know, like your dad was always traveling, mm-hmm. right, for his business. Yep. And you didn't yep. know when he was going to leave. Yes. Like, so 
And then, I, but that wasn't the epiphany. The, the epiphany, which is so dumb, it's like the most obvious epiphany, is that like we all get stuck in these patterns where we're like, you know, yes. reenacting the relationship that we have with our parents. And then I was like, oh, this is why my whole life is just relationships where I'm continually stuck in relationships where I'm encouraging, endlessly encouraging people that are never actually trying to do the thing that they need encouragement to accomplish. You know what I mean? Does that? Wow. And how did that, how did that, how does that kind of relate to what you experienced with your parents? Oh, that's like that. It was my dad. Like my dad wanted to be a musician and needed like, by the way, needed endless encouragement. And I was like a kid. So he just needed like endless encouragement. And then I'm like, why was he not encouraging me to do things? Like you're the kid. Yes. Yeah. Like it's so weird. Yeah. So, so I kind of had this epiphany that Casey's talking about, um, Again, not to give too much away, but like it's in the book. Um, When I started dating Matt, I was like, okay, I'm finally with someone who is not emotionally unavailable, who like he does what he says he's going to do. Yeah. Which was like mind blowing to me. And I was talking to my therapist and I was like, why is this so mind blowing to me? Like, why am I so like convinced that People are just going to say they're going to do something and then not do it. And, you know, and they're going to just like leave. Um, and I, you know, I won't know when they're coming back. And, and, and she kind of helped me connect the dots with the way I'd grown up with my dad, who was, you know, not neglectful or abusive or anything, but no, like just a pattern, that just you- a pattern. And she was like, and you repeat that pattern because even though it's a little, you know, it's basically self-destructive, it's what you're comfortable with. It's what you're familiar with. Yes. Right. And so there's comfort in that pattern, even though it doesn't ultimately serve you. And mm-hmm. I was like, how do I break this pattern? Like I, I saw with Matt that I didn't want to push him away because I was subconsciously seeking out the pattern of being with someone emotionally unavailable. So I had to really kind of like rewire myself almost because at one point, Matt, like Matt said to me at one point, like kind of incredulously, like, why don't you think I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do? Like he really didn't get it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Like, you know, it was just like this real epiphany for me. So, um, yeah, I Mm. think with Matt, I had finally gotten to the point where I was like ready to have that epiphany, ready to have that like catharsis. And he was, you know, he was there for me and my therapist helped me like connect the dots. It's so wild. And then when you made the move from like New York to LA and you were just talking about like, you know, you and your friend just decided to go on like a man cleanse, a which I thought was so funny. <laughs> and you were just like, kind of like, and I have a lot of girlfriends that are, I feel like are going through this kind of right now, like in their forties where they're yeah. like, I just decided to stop, yeah. you know? And like, and I guess that is how you change it sort of, which it seems again, like so mm-hmm. obvious, like, how do I change this? How do I change this? Oh, you just stop. 
you yeah. know, <laughs> like yes. you just well, of stop. It's, you know, it, it, like you just stop doing that thing, which it's probably much more complicated than that, but also probably not much more complicated than that. Well, it's complicated for people when they have, when their brains are wired in ways that make them have yes. addictive personalities so mm-hmm. that yes. they're either addicted to love or addicted to um, shopping or drugs <laughs> or alcohol. Yeah. Casey, I just, this morning I was on my Instagram stories. I was saying that I read my favorite horoscope, you guys, is this guy. I read like so many different horoscopes, but my favorite one um, is this guy, Rob Bresney, mm-hmm. and it's called Free Will Astrology. Um, and he always writes like this very flowery and like poetic and beautiful thing. And um, and I just like fucking love them. Some days, some weeks, I'm like, this is perfect. Uh, and this week, his was um, Cancerian author Franz Kafka, which, by the way, didn't know Franz Kafka <laughs> was a cancer. No. So I'm learning something. <laughs> Put his characters into surreal dilemmas. In The Metamorphosis, for example, the hero wakes up one day to find he's transformed into a giant insect. Despite his feral imagination, however, Kafka had a pragmatic relationship with consumerism. I do not read advertisements, he said. I would spend all of my time wanting things. In accordance with astrological omens, I invite you to adopt his earthy attitude for the next two weeks. Take a break from wanting things, period. Experiment with feeling free of all the yearnings that constantly demand your attention. Please note, this break in the action won't be forever. It's just a vacation. When you return to wanting things, your priorities will have been realigned and healed and you'll feel refreshed. I've been wanting too many things, guys. And I can't stop looking at things that I want. And so now I'm, I'm putting myself on the Franz Kafka cleanse. Is that for cancers? Yeah. Are you a cancer? I'm a cancer. Oh, When's your birthday? I'm July 10th. And oh, okay. Because you're, you're, yes, you're cancer busy. Yeah. I, of course. All I do is I look at one bag on Poshmark uh, that, I, that I've been staring at for like, I've sent Dory the link to the bag. It's a very nice bag. It's a nice, it's well, a now I want to see shape. the bag. It's just Can a basic I? Goyard Oh, I love a Goyard. Can I tell but, you guys something that's really helpful because I'm a big wanter as well. And like, I'm not in a position to be wanting things truly at this time. It's not a good time for me to be wanting many things. Um, is that when I worked for David Letterman a, again at the back in those 1990s, heady mm-hmm. media days. Um, one of the things is that like he was a very famous, very popular guy and people always wanted him to be doing things. And he wanted to say yes to as many things as he could but that wasn't a lot of things, to be honest, like because he wasn't like a super outgoing guy. And so we developed in his office a set of criteria for things that things had to meet in order for him to say yes to. Like, was it charitable? Did it have to do with children? Did it like, you know, was it raising money? You know, and like, it was like a little flow chart what said yes and what said no. And if it didn't meet so many criteria, then it was a no. And we would literally say like, unfortunately it doesn't meet the criteria of what he's (laughs) able to 
make time for it. Commit to, right. Commit to in his schedule right now. But that is the kind of rules that I put on everything in my life right now, Mm. including allowing myself to want or buy anything. (laughs) So I'm like, if like, I'm like, gonna want a bag I'll put like criteria on it like it has to be within this cost it has to be within this size these colors this material blah 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 and so if I saw a bag like that I'd be like "Mm, it has like all these things but it's like one inch too small it's out of here it's gotta go I that's like real conscious consumerism (laughs) that's really smart because there it's so easy to self-soothe with shopping. Oh my God. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's really, I mean, it's so easy to just scroll and click and it doesn't even feel real. Like it's not even like being in a store where you actually have to like, let me use some objects in my closet. You have to like physically take the item and hand over your credit card. Like the online aspect too, I think makes it really, really hard. And I know this about, I know that I am like a major consumer and I purposefully my entire life have stayed away from online shopping because of that very mm. self-awareness. Like, you know, I'm, I know. And, you know, then it happened and here we are. And I just like, you know, I, what else was I to do with all of those horrible feelings I was having for a couple months? I was just donating money to charities, which felt good. But then at a certain point I started wanting stuff again. And When you get something, when you buy something and Mm -hmm, it comes mm -hmm. to you online, Mm -hmm. like how long does it usually bring you joy for? Honestly asking. Hmm. I mean, I don't think, I don't know if it ever actually brings me joy um, is the truth. But I like. Or like a rush. But both Dory and Kate too. It depends what it is, I would say. I think like, you know, we talk about skincare a lot on Forever 35. And in a lot of ways, the the purchasing of skincare was really giving me that high because there's the anticipation that the skincare can fix mm-hmm. something. It's the promise. Yeah. So like when you buy a piece of clothing, like it's exciting, but then it's like, oh, I'm going to get this oil or this serum and it's going to feel so special and I'm going to use it and everything's going to fucking change. And then truthfully, for the most part, nothing changes. And then it's like, well, on to the next. And then, so I don't, so I think it lasts a little longer with stuff like that because there's an actual using of the item. Right. But then there's the low and that's like the chaos order chaos of of it all, I think. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I mean, I also think it's interesting what you said, Casey, because it sounds like that's, you have really good boundaries. Like you've learned how to set really good boundaries, not just with yourself, but like if you apply that method to saying no to asks of other people or, or just, I don't know. That's I, I, that you have a lot of wisdom. You do, you have to write a book. You do have a lot of wisdom. Yeah. I mean, my mother said it earlier this week, Kate, (laughs) and now you're saying it. And I feel like, you know, wisdom, Casey, I feel like I have the, you know, I have my set of rules for acting jobs. Yeah. Oh, Which, yeah. Conditions must be it's called conditions must be perfect. Yeah. And like it's like a set a checklist of for me if I'm going to say yes to an acting job. But put I it on th- dresses it never has occurred to me to put it on dresses. <laughs> put it on clothes. I think, I think I've become a little addicted to the 
consumption and sorry for lack of a better word, purging cycle Uh Uh where, you know, I really love going through my stuff and getting rid of stuff, Mm -hmm. but to get rid of stuff, you have to have stuff. And so I find myself in this cycle of like, almost. I don't think I'm buying things just to get rid of them, but I think I do really enjoy the act of, you know, you know, downsizing. Oh, and you guys are like Marie Kondoing. Yes, exactly. Like constantly constantly condoing. Do you guys get stuff sent to you for free because of the podcast? Like, do you get a lot of stuff that shows up at your door? Yes. Yeah. Skincare. Mostly skincare skincare beauty. beauty stuff. Like, do you have your own like skincare and beauty closets? I don't have room for one, but like, like, yeah, I could use, I could use some more storage, but like, that's another thing where I should just be giving stuff away more. There's a weird also, not to bring it back to like my dad, but like based on how he grew up, like this kind of idea that there's never going to be enough. And Mm -hmm. so like, sometimes when I get something, you know, sent to me, even if I'm never going to use it, I'm still like, can't throw it away. Yeah, I've got to get rid of it. Yeah. Yes. And it's this, and I think that's just kind of conditional on based on things I saw as a kid. Oh, well, God, also, like, like, I'm so, I'm super honored. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm like, oh, they sent yes, it to totally. me. Like, totally. yes. like, when, you know, people, I know people get like the PR boxes for things. Like, I'm not a huge star. So it's very rare that I'll get like a PR box for a TV show or something. And I'm like, oh my God, this is such a huge honor. And so it'll be like a wacky, like giant foam shark. And I'm like, <laughs> I have to keep this foam shark for whatever reason. And then I'm like, no, I really don't. I guess I yes. don't. Well, the one thing that I still have fucking hung on to and like paid to have it moved out here. <laughs> Was the giant uterus shaped pinata that was <laughs> oh sent to me? Well, you have I to keep like, that forever. That's amazing. I know. I like though. love it. I like truly love it. And was like, it. I mean, yes. I guess I have to keep it forever. I thought. I mean, I thought that like when Birdie got their period the first time, I would throw like a big party, mm. and then Birdie got their period during the first lockdown of the <sighs> fucking pandemic, and I was like. Well, kid, welcome. <laughs> welcome to <laughs> pandemic periods, which are uh, yeah. worse than regular periods. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just like oh, that's another intense. way to judge time passing. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I do love like, yeah, there are some things like that are so dumb when you get sent them and so exciting. And you're like, well, I'm never, never getting rid of this. Yeah. Insane yeah, thing. It's- I found my white chick's backpack, crew <laughs> backpack. <laughs> Guys, when I was unpacking some stuff, like some boxes arrived and I was like, ah, look at this. Yeah. Never getting rid of it. Free stuff is weird. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I always, you guys, are you guys in the merch game with forever 35? So we've we've dabbled in it and it, it was a headache. Yeah, Um, we didn't. The demand was there. And then when we made it, it, the demand actually wasn't there. So (laughs) It was a real like kind of like learning business experience. It's a real mind fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People were like, when's the merch? And then we made it. And then it was like, meh. We don't we don't want this merch. And then like, yeah, we were we didn't like love the merch, but we didn't really know. We like had contracted with some people to do it for us. It was just it was kind of a big mess. And we 
mm. pulled the plug on it. And we've since then we've been like, we should bring merch back, but like we don't. It it seems so overwhelming to deal it with. Is. It your is. Your merch is good. I like your yeah. you you have well, a good we, merch. great merch. Yeah, but we really I mean, Casey and I can talk. We 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 went deep. Like we <laughs> it was took a lot, it was a long time, and we were very involved and we were like yeah. and Casey like researched a ton of places because we wanted to make sure that it met our criteria. Yes. And so we wanted to make, you know, that they were doing things in a green or as eco-friendly way as possible. And that it was a woman owned business and they had a charitable, they have a charitable. It was a lot guys. It is a lot. Yeah. And we've been like, we were like, we're going to do like multiple drops and like we've done one. (laughs) And then we keep saying like, guys, the t-shirts are coming. We swear. It's fucking hard. It's hard. It is hard. hard. I mean, you're, you're doing it all yourself. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I have found it. Like, I don't think I realized that right away listening to your show that it was that you're really, it's really, you're doing it yourselves. Like it is your own operation, which is both super empowering. I think as Dory and I have found, like just doing this ourselves with no, and we would have meetings with people about our podcast, joining, you know, their networks. And oftentimes we were just like, we have to know this isn't a, a comfortable fit until we we found a managing partner that we work with. But um, we took meetings and stuff. And like you heard some of them were people saying that we should, you know, make sure that the podcast is 50 minutes or whatever. Yep, yep. And then, and we were going to, we were going to do the podcast with, with a company. And then Casey and I, I was just like, why are we doing this? We're going to well, get notes. They're going to like want us to do like, why don't we just fucking do it? We had yep. done the podcast like independently for a few weeks just to like not lose the audience that we had. And then we were like on the verge of signing with a company and they were like, basically telling us like you're gonna keep doing the same amount of work yourselves but we're gonna be your boss so no that doesn't sound like a great deal yeah Yeah. and then they were like we're gonna help you grow your podcast and we were like oh how and they were like we're gonna tell you to go on other podcasts and we were like oh we can just do that ourselves we'll just do that but also guys I'm curious like do you either of you feel pressure, like the constant content pressure of this world that we are in? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I've felt it lately on social media. Like, yeah, I've been feeling lately, like I have nothing to post on Instagram. Like I'm just like, what, what is there? I've sort of lost the will to Graham. (laughs) Same. I gotta be honest. Same. Yeah. Which is wild I, for me. Yeah, that is wild for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I took a break from Instagram for a month or so where I just had to take it off my phone and not look at it and and not feel that pressure to constantly be... Like, I, I think I was feeling like if I didn't post things on Instagram, then I wasn't doing a good job being a person and being like a good member of society and also like sharing parts of myself, but it was really affecting my mental health. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a book that'll be coming out next year and uh, social media is just a part of it now. Like you just, you essentially have to be on it. And so I've setting up the boundaries, like I had to get off Twitter because it was so fucking with my mental health. So I feel like similarly to what David Letterman has taught us, like you have to set up these kind of parameters for this stuff because otherwise you do feel pressure. Like I feel pressure to learn tick how to TikTok. And oh, I'm not doing I'm not I doing it. To. But you know what, Kate? 
my feeling is that I want to allow my children to have their own social media experience. Oh, and interesting. That, that is not that is not especially because I mean, especially because of my who I am and like that I, you know, have a lot of people that know who I am. Like I don't want to be a person who's like, I'm like nailing TikTok <laughs> and my 13 year old is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like why are you you know? So Birdie has like private all of their stuff is like private and we monitor and everything. But like I just felt like you guys can do that. That's that can be yours. Yeah. And I, I yeah, because Birdie's like Instagram's for old people. <laughs> and they're not wrong. No, they're not. <laughs> but that's my so that's my I'm like a, I'm like letting you off the hook for TikTok because well, I feel like it's just thank like you. make it a make it like a cool parenting choice. I I, I like that reframe there, Busy, because <laughs> it it was like this is too much work. I don't understand how they like edit these videos and like do the the stitching like I don't have time for this like I have to fucking like take my clothes to the dry cleaner I can't I just but I just read an article about how all these like young 20 somethings are feeling burned out from TikTok like really yeah all these TikTok stars are like this is affecting my mental health I can't keep up like this is horrible so well also has anybody done a piece where they've gone and found Vine stars and seen how they're doing all the people that got famous on Vine Phoebe, they they switched. Vine went to YouTube and then that was like the vlog squad. And then they got canceled oh. because of like bad behavior. And some Vine stars have popped back up on TikTok. I actually know a lot about you this. Do. Yeah, that was you impressive. Do. Yeah, you just gave yes. us a little rundown. Yeah. Well, because now like the new YouTubers are actually Twitchers or they, I don't think that's what they call them, but the, they're kids that post on Twitch, but then they upload portions of their streams from Twitch onto YouTube so they have like multiple rev streams. Whoa. Hey. Hey everybody. That's the ticket. And the Twitch thing is fucking wild because these kids who like pre-pandemic, there's this like dream SMP and uh which is like the server that this guy mm. from Florida Florida dream is his like gamer name and he's never shown his face which just makes me uncomfortable oh, I'm boy. just gonna say oh, 47 years old he's mm-hmm. like in his 20s well the kids the kids are like ranging in the dream SNP the kids range in age from like um 16 to yeah like late 20s wow. probably but like during the pandemic year, they became, they went from like not like no one knowing who the fuck any of these people were to becoming like literally the biggest stars of like preteen and teen gaming culture and making millions and millions and millions of dollars. These children, it's nuts. And Bertie and I had to have like a real talk about it because they kept wanting to show me these, these twitches and these live streams and the whatever the lore from the smp and the teenage boys now there's half of them are from the uk and half of them are from the united states the ones from the united states are very triggering for me to watch because they're Mm. like skater gamer teen boys like the teen boys that did horrible things to me when i was a kid yeah and like 
I didn't even know why I was getting so fucking agitated, like when Bertie was showing me these videos, like, but it was literally causing me to have like panic and yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't watch these kids like talking to each other and like gaming with each other and like their little bro male aggressive fucking bullshit energy. Um, I hate it. Anyway, I, you know what? You're hitting something for me because I have watched a lot of these like TikTok hetero boys, cis white guys who are like, you know, ranging in age from like 17 to 23. And it makes it, it, it gives me anxiety. I, it's, yes. it's really, you just put it into words what I don't know if I felt, but like I, I didn't know what it was, but it's, it, it makes me feel small and it makes me feel like I'm 16 again. And the pressure I felt that I have had to work for years to get rid of, of like, I've just got to say yes to these people, you know, like they're, yes. yeah, it's, I, and, of, I mean, I kind of feel this with the girls. Oh, well, yes. Uh, Dory. Yes. Like all of you it, you know, seeing the, these like clicks of girls on TikTok and they're all like so pretty. And, and I'm like, oh, this like brings me back to when I felt like the outsider, the ugly yeah. duckling. These are the mean girls. Like that is, that is also triggering for me. Which is yeah, sad. I mean, <laughs> I, that the whole, th- I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot. Somebody, who was it? Who was I just with yesterday? Katie Serino. Oh, oh, love her. <laughs> so cute. And Katie was like, can I ask you a question? Does being around your teenager, like, is it hard because you see them going through things or whatever? And then you just like get sucked into it and you just feel like you're right back in it. And I was like, yes, it is. That is exactly what happened. It's so weird. Even I can't tell you how many dads I've spoken to who are like, they seem in awe. They're like, my daughter is like, wants to be an influencer and she's friends with this one who has like, you know, a hundred thousand followers on, t- on TikTok. Do you know her? Do you know her? Have you ever heard of her? And I'm like, dad, settle down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Like, what a weird stage dad you are, you know? It is, it is hard. And like the, the constant content of it all, I think is draining on everyone. And, and I think, yeah. And I think you have to like figure out, uh, maybe we all need to, to do the David Letterman slash Casey St. Ange. I assume Casey made it up. I don't think Dave came up with it. Um, (laughs) Or the my rules for taking acting jobs like conditions must be perfect. I just I'm getting like weary of seeing people who have so much like this is like how I've, you know, been able to have money, <laughs> the Instagram and and the social media and stuff is like how I've been able to have, uh, you know, make make money and and for people such as yourselves, like selling books, promoting your podcast, like that's all a piece of a major piece of it because you have this platform and, you know, not to be, but like, you know, the right, a writer from like Buzzfeed or Rolling Stone or watch it. Very rarely do you get like a profile 
pre-social media. Like you, you know what I mean? Like only a few writers yes. would have like big pro huge profiles. Yes, totally. And so it is important. And then I get like exhausted by the actual, what I view as like actual huge celebrities that are like hiring companies and just like putting out all of their own content that's just like incredible for like that they're just doing for fun, I guess. I don't know if it's for fun. I can never figure out why they're doing it, where they're like making food. And I'm like, who you're just. What are you doing? Yes. Uh, yes. I you're mean, I think star. it's just to maintain a heartbeat. You I know think you're I mean? right. Like, like, I don't understand it. I don't either. But then I'm like, I'm not an actor, but it, this that sounds like a fucking grueling industry. So like, is she just staying relevant or maybe it is her passion and she's just like, I'll just make pasta for people. I, I can't, I don't know. Except that like all of the, or that like a lot of people hire people to like, come over and they do all the content on like in, for like three days and so, then you know what I mean I learned about this from your podcast because you oh. were talking about this yeah because I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed by it obviously because it's well, like a yeah. thing for me because I've done all this fucking bullshit myself and I'm like <laughs> oh really oh really you can just fucking pay someone to come up with all the ideas and do it for you oh that's fun yeah that. <sighs> And I'm so Sorry. naive. I didn't know. I was just like, sometimes I feel so dumb. I'm like, I live in LA. I should know there are like that these celebrities who I'm like, tra la la, look at their original content that it's been like curated to the like, you know, the pixel. But well, hey, along yes. those lines, you know, it blew my mind when I found out that when influencers and celebrities take selfies with their phones someone taking that picture. Oh, I know. I know, Dory. I had the same fucking revelation. Wait, what? What happened? Okay. What happens? Because I don't. I When I take a selfie, I take a fucking selfie. Yes, because you are a real person. But when okay. these people are taking selfies with their phones and posing and like, it's a perfect picture. And you're like, how the fuck did they just take that selfie with their phone? It's because we're not fucking taking it. Someone yeah. is taking a picture of them holding up their phone taking a selfie course. or they're setting up a camera on a tripod yes they're yeah. not taking the photo with their phone do they no. just put their arm up yeah no or it's mm. like this like this photo where they're like in Kate's front of holding a mirror. up her phone yeah yeah they're, they're not actually, actually not. doing that i mean I, guys, i'm also always fooled by hair extensions so i feel like wow. i'm yeah, but yeah. The I thought selfie like thing what was like personally offensive to me because I feel like I've never taken a good phone selfie. I'm like, how the hell did these people just constantly take these amazing pictures? Come to find out, they're not. Well, Except I had no busy. idea that that. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do. <laughs> you do, I do take Dory, a good but uh, I mean, if I, you know, but. I didn't fucking know that that was a thing either. I, it is shocking. I didn't know you guys, I didn't know about Facetune. And then I had a friend like this, like, I didn't know about, I also am a little bit Kate, like you a little, like always what? Yeah. That's why, that's why the revelation about these like content companies for celebrities and stuff were, was really, um, Rocked my, my rocked my world. Really yeah. rocked my world because I the was, hair extensions of social media. Yes, it totally. Is. It really is. It really is. Um, well, guys, this is like I could talk to you for the next th three, 
for forever. This has been a real treat. I gotta say. I I've loved so, getting to chat with y'all. It's been so fun. It's so fun talking to you guys because we love your podcast so much. We, I, I've been a guest on your podcast. I have been a guest. Which was so fun. And I'll be a guest, but you know, I can't talk about any face creams except for Olay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Izzy, you, to, to, to be honest, you are like one of the most requested guests we've ever had. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And and for so long, we've been like, we don't fucking know how to get into like, yes, she'd be amazing. <laughs> like people will just be like, hey, can you guys get busy Phillips on? And we're like, sure. It's it, so anyway, now we can. So we <gasps> I be. would love to. Yes, please. Yeah, we would love it. It would be really fun because oh, I, I so fun. You're you speak so honestly, both of you about like mental health and your self-care that I think yep. um, I think that's why your Instagram resonates as authentic, even though it, I'm sure it is annoying that, you know, fucking everybody else is hiring secret camera crews. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine because you know what, Kate? Like, I, here's what I've come to, here's the, when I'm being chill about it, this is what I am thinking. I don't pay anyone to do this for me. And, and I do get paid by brands and they want me to post and stuff. And that's great. And I will, continue to keep up my social media in order to like have that rev yeah. revenue stream as long as it exists. That being said, I don't feel fucking pressure to post a photo every day. I don't feel pressure to do Instagram stories every day. And I don't ever feel like if I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling in the mood to like post stories for a few days, like being like, guys, I got to take a break. <laughs> I got to take a break for me. For me and my mental health and my children and our well-being. Like, I just don't feel like I have to, I don't feel beholden to the machine of, yeah. of that, of the content. Yeah. And, and whenever it's sort of, whenever I start to feel that, then I'm like, you have to, I have to remind myself, like, it will bring you no joy. It will not be authentic. It'll be fucking bullshit. And like, just don't do it. Just like walk away. You get it out of your head. Those are the so parameters. I like, yeah, those are my parameters. Those are my yeah. parameters. Your so like, acting I, checklist. It's yes. Oh my god, I did have my own parameters. Yes. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> you said good so boundaries. Funny. That's a. That is a. Uh -oh. oh, we lost Kate. Um. Oh, her computer just froze. Oh All no. Right. She doesn't want to reboot because she's afraid the audio clip will be gone. She will. Oh. That's right. Okay. So let's just, we'll just say goodbye to you. Okay. This was amazing. Seriously. Everybody, please, if you haven't checked out the Forever 35 podcast, please subscribe, download the episodes, listen to it. You're, if you love this podcast, you're going to love Forever 35. Also, get Dory's memoir. Thanks for waiting. It's really great. Congratulations, Dory. Oh, thank you so much. And Kate is amazing, but her computer <laughs> froze. Her memoir, The Dead Moms Club, came out a couple of years ago, but also deals with great her, books. her so grief yeah. and um, the loss of her mom to pancreatic cancer. So if that's something that resonates with you, maybe you want to get Dead Moms Club. Um, and guys, what a delight. This was right. so fun. Thank you again. All right. Bye, Thank you so much. Bye. Hey guys, it's me. It's busy Phillips. Um, I'm back. Did you like that interview? Did you like the things we talked about? 
it was before I had Invisalign, did you like my voice better? <laughs> if you have thoughts or feelings, if you have questions, you can share any of those things with us at busydoingherbest at gmail.com. Also, please subscribe, download, share this podcast if you like it. I mean, honestly, if you don't like it, that'd be great too. Yeah. If you you wanted to subscribe and download it, like (laughs) what does it matter? It doesn't matter. Sweat off your balls. Yeah. You don't give a shit. You're not listening to it, but just you're downloading it and then I get credit. Yeah, but don't 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 rate a review. Do the other things. Yeah, yeah. If you do like it, maybe do write a review. There you go. There you go. Love it. Please write a review. And if you don't like it, just subscribe and download it, and then like delete it because you're still a good person. Yeah, you're a good person. You want other people to succeed. Like, and if you don't have time, don't delete it. Just keep it. Just keep it. Just keep it. And um. And then also then you want to just go on, go on over to Kulop's uh, podcast, Add to Cart, and just add it to your proverbial cart of yes. podcasts Please. and download and subscribe that one. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. It's Kulop it and Suchin Pak. When am I going to be on it? I was just going to formally ask you. Will you please? <laughs> will you please be on it? I would I, love to. That sounds I, great. I'd love to hear all your add to carts you remove from carts. Be it. I have. I've done a lot of. I've done a lot of carts, and I've done a lot. I've gotten myself into trouble with some carts. <laughs> I have people that are still emailing me that I still have things in my cart, and I'm like, guys, it has been. You got to let it go. You have to <laughs> let me go. You have to let me go. It's never happening, and you got to let. Did me Did you go. forget something? I like when they email that. It looks like Did you, you forgot, forgot something. something? <laughs> Casey was an amazing guest. She kind of shook our world by introducing us to the Dr. Tongue's Ionic, I call it Iconic, toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know this toothbrush. Oh, oh boy. But Casey, you know what? Take I, it away. Wait, but you know what? I did buy the Revlon hairbrush dryer finally yes. after yes. all this fucking time Casey I've been and, trying well because you bought it a while ago and then you ended up giving it to someone else and then oh, but now right. you have it for right, yourself right. now mm-hmm. you got it for yourself that was my first attempt to get into the influencer game and I felt like I influenced a lot of people but I didn't I wasn't recognized by the influencer community you were not recognized in the way that you <laughs> should have been and let me just tell you something though that product is fucking amazing. It's good, right? I was I had this thing that they were like, there's no budget for hair and makeup. Ray was like, there's no budget for hair and makeup. Do you want to like pay out of pocket? And I was like, no, I got the Revlon thing now. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, dude. I just like, boom. Blow, blow it's a blowout. It looks great. Do you Have know you that item? Cool cool no, let me write it down. It's the Revlon One Step. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Revlon One Step. Got it. It looks or like a volumizer. Giant, it's like a giant weird hairbrush that blow, blow dryer as right. well. Add to cart. Yeah. It's I mean, so good. It's not very expensive you can get it on sale it comes in different colors now people complain that it's a little loud but i feel like you know for what it does you can take the loudness and how long are we doing this right it it works really fast as well okay. so that's it's like wa- I, I honestly 
it's like it's wild how great it's a life changer <laughs> it's a life changer and like i don't i try not to get bitter i've had i feel like i've had tv show ideas stolen from me i feel like i've not been hired on tv shows where i've been promised to be hired on them. I don't get bitter about things like that. I do not. I try to let that bitterness go. But this is the one thing where I'm holding a little bit of a grudge because I feel like I popularized that blow dryer and I was not embraced by the influencer community in the way that I should have or been. Maybe, or just like, or just embraced by Revlon. Mm. I mean, you know, like maybe that's more where the, maybe, maybe we're misplacing your disappointment. And yeah, it should be I mean, in maybe. the brand yeah. itself what, for like what are influencers supposed to you? do for me? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And sending you other stuff, maybe, maybe. Either way, I mean, I, just- I feel like Dr. Tongue should be sending you things, um, and you know that anytime it comes up, I'm always credit where credit is due. Thank you. Dr. Tongue's busy. You got to get on the Dr. Tongue's train, especially if you're focusing on your teeth and you're going to all this trouble to get the food. You need the Dr. Tongue's floss and the toothbrush. Ionic toothbrush and Dr. Tongue's floss. Write it down. It's science. Who is this person? We don't know. A man of, it could be he or she or they. Or they. Mystery. A it's mystery. like a, it's how like, did you find this? How did you come to Dr. Tongue's? Oh my god, you know what? You can listen to the episode of <laughs> Add to Cart that I was on with Kulap and Suchin, and it, I explain the whole like how I came to find Dr. Tongue's toothbrush. Okay, but okay, okay. it's just like I I'm just was it. not satisfied with like my oh oral my god, I have game. his, I have Dr. Tongue's tongue cleaner. Oh, there you go. <laughs> You got to wow. get the toothbrush and the floss. You oh, know, I'm just just, just a bit of a preview. You're going to have to keep the base of it wet with your fingers. But you know, we don't yeah. have to get into that right now. We don't have to get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little freaky. I can't decide if it's science or witchcraft. But could be way. both. Could be both. Who cares? I don't, I don't know. I'm obsessed already. I'm on the site. I'm <laughs> doing it. Uh that's fantastic. You know, I just I have so many things to talk about on Add to Cart. So I am going to need to be booked ASAP. Understood. Sweet. <laughs> um, what else? Anything? Oh, guys, this is big news. This is the last call for our old merch styles. If you didn't get it, if you were wait, it's going away. We're launching new merch soon. If there are things that you like and you're like, I wanted to get that, you should get it now because we're... If you want that alpine ski track jacket or whatever. The matching leggings. Some of those things are going away, so... Rainbow jumpsuit, rainbow sweatsuit, whatever. You just go to... uh, Where do people go to buy the merch go to brave Sorry, go guys. to no it's okay go to bravegowns.com and uh then you can find the busy merch under their header and uh-huh yeah. and add to cart <laughs> and add to cart <laughs> add That's... what you like to cart honestly couldn't have done it better <laughs> <laughs> guys nailed it um <laughs> Well, this has been delightful and I can't wait for this to be over so I can tell you guys the thing that I can't tell. (laughs) I want to know. 
I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm what a you. teaser. I'm going to tell you. But uh, guys, I'll let you guys all in on it later. It's exciting for everybody. And um, I don't know. We'll see how I do with this Invisalign. Cool up. It's been a dream come true. Everybody subscribe to Cool Up's podcast. Add to cart. Follow her on Twitter and Instagrams and all the things because she's uh, she's the dream come true. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we love what? you guys. This mm. is an absolute joy. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you're welcome. We like that. And guys, we like you. We love you. Thank you for listening. And um, we'll see you next week. Talk Keep to you. Keep doing your we're best. Gonna, yeah, yeah well, we're not going to see you, but we're going to talk to you next week. And we love you. Okay, bye. Oh, no.